0: Hey everyone. Uh this is Ben.
1: And this is Zane.
0: And uh we are the Cartoncast. Uh we come to you with a heavy heart. Yes. We know you were all very excited about the Cartoni Awards. They're mm-hmm. coming up again, and we had a big roster planned, but we're it's unfortunate um we are going to have to uh edit our previous message. Some of the guest speakers uh are celebrities whom have landed in hot water? Yeah, and, uh, I mean, we don't we... want to contribute mm-hmm. to any unpleasantness. Uh, we don't want to amplify voices that we we shouldn't. So yeah, yeah. So the these these celebrity, I, I know that cancel culture is a is a testy issue, but we yep. just wanted to get ahead of it and just say our piece because we know that y'all were hoping for some of these celebrities to make a make an appearance, and we just wanted to explain our thoughts behind it. Yeah,
1: we, we, we didn't feel comfortable having them come in and making all the rest of our cartoon guests feel uh, uncomfortable um, because we, we want to prioritize that and, and we couldn't if, if we invited the likes of, say, um, you know, uh, Rob Schneider, right, who even as we speak is doing a racist caricature.
0: Mm. Yeah, and, um, you know, we, we have thought that uh, Mike Tyson would uh, be mm-hmm. a good one would be a good person to come in, but apparently he uh, got um, got in hot water with the law. He apparently killed uh, fellow heavyweight professional rest uh, professional heavyweight, um, Dredrick Tatum, in an yes. underground fight ring.
1: Mm-hmm. No one could so have seen t- that coming, but uh, we want to we want to respond quickly on that. Huh?
0: Yes, apparently we were going. So we were planning on having Carmen Sandiego come along as well, but apparently uh, she is in uh, in the doghouse right now because uh sending a lot of suggestive videos to two teenagers believe it or not mm-hmm. and i i haven't i haven't you know i haven't checked the facts myself the facts will come out about the case but um that is definitely something to keep in mind and we don't want to invite that controversy onto our program
1: sure uh you'll also notice that there is, will be a guest missing from our animaniacs panel because uh bill clinton although he can play the sax uh we, we didn't we didn't really want him we, we didn't want him to pull focus so to speak
0: Damn, Zane, that's a real one. Um,
1: <laughs> Are we not supposed <laughs> to real ones? Uh-oh.
0: Uh, yeah. We were going to have uh, Kanye West uh, appear, but apparently uh, the inf- uh, the infidelity, uh, his homosexual relationships with uh, a, a number of fish have uh, thrown him back into the spotlight in Not
1: the Way You Want. Yep. He I mean, he admitted it, right? He likes fish sticks. He likes putting them in his mouth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And um, like, you know... That's fine. Credit where hypocrisy. credit is due. Di- yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, the, the South Park Hour will still have Satan. You know, he's fine. Yeah, no problem here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: I also wanted to say that um, David Bowie actually was not canceled, but apparently he was last sighted turning into an eagle, and uh, we do not know his whereabouts. I don't, I'm not mm-hmm. up to—I'm not— I'm not up to uh, current standards on eagle-singer migration patterns, so I'm not really sure how to reach him.
1: Yeah, the uh, if you check your monitors, the Bowie level is currently at uh, Venture Bros. It's not quite at Labyrinth. <laughs> Dick bulges do not need to be prepped at this moment. I love the notion of a Bowie monitor. <laughs> like a baby monitor, but you just That's check right. in occasionally what Bowie's up to. Well, still was dated up too me. also um, for our Prince of Egypt, uh, you know, spotlight uh, Ramses, you know, uh, in light of his comments about the Hebrews, uh, you know, his they were drunk and rambling. Sure. He's apologized, but I think we need to let that. I, I think that needs to die down. Right. We need to Absolutely. let the heat off first. Yeah. we'll we'll we'll, we'll revisit that next year, perhaps. Yeah. Uh,
0: I do want to mention I really wanted Andre 3000 to come on but apparently he got into hot water over his attempt to claim uh, the organization
1: sunny D as a dependent mm-hmm yep yep and and you know that's that's litigious for a number of reasons we can't compete. I don't I don't I'm not a lawyer I don't want to get into it I can't compete with the D of course <laughs> long live the D I say mm-hmm oh speaking of uh, the D... Um, the, uh, because he is no longer going to be, uh, portraying the new live action Dirkman Pittstain, um, Vin Diesel is, is also not going to be coming to this one. That makes sense.
0: That makes sense. Uh, finally, John Lovitz, you know, slandered a number of prominent actresses, uh, by saying that they were, uh not merely too beautiful for him but also terrible actresses. Yeah. Which like yeah. either one of those you
1: could excuse, but together,
0: <laughs> yeah. It paints a bad picture and I think we all recognize
1: that he needs to he needs to take take a time out. It's the one two punch. It is. Um and you know, of course, uh, new details are continuing to emerge during Adam Sandler's recent spree. Uh, we we know that he knocked an octogenarian into a porta potty. Uh, we know that he has been doing something untoward with the deer in the woods. Um, but you know his his reign of terror. The details haven't all come out, and we're uh, we of terror. Yeah, we're we're withholding full judgment until we get a list. But it's probably going to be worse than we want to have on.
0: <laughs> Pro- probably so. We're not probably. dealing with a Shia LaBeouf here.
1: Um, but we are still selling. Then tickets. we give the benefit of the doubt. There are still plenty of tickets for Jerry Seinfeld's B movie exhibit. Weirdly absent from controversy, <laughs> that guy. Surprise! I mean, he hangs around with a lot of people. Who yeah, I guess he comes off smelling like a rose, kind of, regardless, huh? Well, I mean, just from the company he keeps. Yeah, well, look look into the company he keeps. It's not spotless. <laughs> uh, absolutely, you can actually take that two different ways. Look at Ooh, it. I like it. Show notes. <laughs>
0: Wait, do I? No, bees are striped. Uh, checker. Only two different ways then.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, just the, just the vertical. We're uh, z- sink. We're circling the drains. I'm, I'm drained. Let, pull the plug. <laughs> can you, can you edit that into something good? <laughs> Probably not. Well, you know. <laughs> so it goes. <laughs> Welcome to the okay. annual Cartoni Awards! When I created
0: the podcast, I said to myself, you know what, I want a name that I want to apologize for every time I tell someone about the podcast.
1: <laughs> Ooh, could we have a podcast, Tontine? I could
0: have sworn that that was a, a phantom phrase that I, my own brain and I, had like a, <laughs> had a jam session. Those three fuckers.
1: I don't hate myself enough to subject myself to people that probably hate me more
0: yeah, that, that's that's
1: what we are here to do. And we could not have fucked it up more badly.
0: You have kept the seat warm, maybe a little too warm.
1: Wish you guys the best, and I hope you burn in hell. I'm doing a bit. Uh, yeah, I, I wasn't sure.
0: <laughs> you think they're edging? I don't think they're edging. <laughs> you think he's angling for a, a cheese beach? The
1: edging continues. I'm he GTF. wants the
0: cheese
2: beach.
1: Everybody hop in the wheel. <laughs> He's
0: clever by, like, letting the boy lift his sack and, mm-hmm. uh, wish I would phrased that different.
1: Um, <laughs> if I can do anything with words, it's good things with the words. And, yeah, well, he's got- What was your take on this walrus? Needs more crotch. Not erotic enough, I'd say. <laughs> you always say that, though. He's really cranking that soldier boy. They're like, yeah, we just gotta crank it. Well, have we considered just cranking it? Well, fuck. <laughs> Shit, now's the time to crank I it. I love that's a troubling libido you have there sir (laughs) ben there's never a bad time to have a waifu i mean like see now that's what i thought it's i want to say let's see what the fandom thinks but i don't want to see what the fandom thinks we we, what we got here is some kind of effeminate lobster santa demon what if a pig was an amoeba like Like a sex martial arts vampire
0: yeah and he's a spider-man Uh, But for being gay, is my note of
1: Now, there's a lot of... Please do not Google
0: that. Give me that (laughs) bobblehead. Give me that nudie bobblehead. If only I had some way to steamroll a Taurus. Well, yeah, that's just good old-fashioned American incest. There are two kinds of dads. The kind that want to marry their daughters, and then there's Goofy.
1: Whoa, wait a second <laughs> you heard me <laughs> surely there's more yeah, I, th- I think you'll find stick it in my ear reset me hand love is the truest love i know <laughs>
0: i'm sorry we we're spending so much time talking about cartoon sex but like i'm not sorry oh okay
1: am i you, am i just seeing sex crimes in... where there aren't any <laughs> so as i understand it you're running a squid game uh normalized stealing i say everyone hates you and has a gun i have magic i'm done scheming let me shoot everyone. You
0: wouldn't want to meet a Mo in the tall grass. He's he's not going to do your taxes.
1: <laughs> do you have some sort of like unresolved guilt over his death? No, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't say it's <laughs> unresolved. And D- don't, don't be depressed. Be angry. Here's a bomb.
0: <laughs> I'm going to kill your kid.
1: Yeah, don't. officer, I, it was self-defense. He had a bunch of knives in his mouth. It, yes. it is the death penalty to aid Aiden a, be- a mime. Yeah, I'm evil now. Oh! Maybe Lucifer?
0: Yeah, there there's kind of a lot going on here. So, let's start with the most obvious and work our way backward. All right, this is the devil. Does Lucifer ever come back? No, he is uh he, he has been murdered to death.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's a bummer.
0: So that explains why Santa Claus does not have an AK-47 in this the, retelling.
1: That is one reason.
0: Hopefully on the fourth day Santa doesn't come around and take a shit in your bed or <laughs> something crazy, something that a human wouldn't say to a Another human in public, first. Secondly, a child who is bearing
1: them no ill will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait until the kid does something wrong first, at least. <laughs> I, I want my Christmas to be based and uncucked. Yeah, this ain't your woke Santa Claus. Wait, what do you mean?
0: Transported with a ghoul to another dimension where I'm Santa.
1: You're not wrong in real life. You're wrong in yeah. anime. i <laughs> challenge, which, I don't know what <laughs> racial epithet that is, but it felt wrong. None. You can get kids to say anything. They're essentially Roombas that poop. Maybe. I don't think that's the I'd right take.
0: Was that not the right take? That's the from Mary's
1: That is the wrong takeaway. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's that's poop.
0: <laughs> That's ice and poop, yeah!
1: This very beautiful thing that
0: I'm about to take a huge dump on. This isn't just a cess pit. Yes, there is a lot of cess
1: here. <laughs> here in this pit.
0: Yeah, well, Prospector? <laughs> prospector, like, that's just Better this. not
1: be going down into the the mine. Well, <laughs> things have been happening there. <laughs> Too late. <laughs>
0: Why don't they just mine
1: more jobs? I don't get it. Yeah, it's not Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, you could have fooled me. Sh- For it. Well, what do you like about it? The slavery or the torture? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't want to pigeonhole myself. <laughs> the slavery part of this was handled, I think, not well. Oof. Oof. <laughs> Ooh. No. That doesn't like this gag. Ooh.
0: Slavery bad is an easy sell
1: for me. It's just the odd couple. It's not the odd couple. It's a race war. (laughs) It can't just be race war. Why can't it? Look at history. How much of it is just race war?
0: Where's the Confederate sympathies? Right, right. It's got to be somewhere here. It was a quote
1: unquote different time, guys.
0: Weren't it? It was a weird time that hasn't completely ended. (laughs) I am in many ways still a chugging Mountain
1: Dew from a flask, metaphorically. This never happened, but things like this happened. Are, are you familiar with this? No, the words you just said are not things that I know how to really appreciate or understand. It, I'm it's, really it's hoping you're going to dig us out of this one.
0: This is sinister in a way I don't know how to articulate it. Who's
1: that joke for? It's for me. There's a lot of beams doing things. I want to be missing a meal during a meal. Uh, can Can you rewrite the trolley problem so that it's the hyena dilemma? I think the dilemma is just that there's always more hyenas. (laughs) Always. (laughs) What is that, like a conveyor belt? That's what the trolley's bringing in.
0: (laughs) Now we know that you're not merely deciding to to kill a person or five. You're also bringing either one or five hyenas. I don't know what the exchange rate for live humans to dead hyenas
1: is. Either you die a hero and become a ghost or you live long enough to become a pigeon.
0: I was looking at the immortal joke. Of a sad man who's sad
1: <laughs> I like him
0: yeah, I like the that. way
1: he, he's fun He doesn't belong here though I'll never speak to you again You unholy bastard I'll get you I'm gonna, I, you I'm know, gonna take revenge I'm gonna find someone else to podcast in the with Specifically to spite you You remember this
0: If you have anything to tell us about the meaning of Christmas And or uh, <laughs> Adam Sandler uh, uh, Mice that talked to Adam Sandler Love, if you, if you have, hands uh, you, yeah, Handlove, uh, Beach. If, if you have anything to say about anything, I guess, just shout it at us. <laughs> I, I maintain that the idea has merit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the idea certainly has merit. I think it would have maybe even been better to do cartoon characters.
0: I, I like the idea of doing like yeah there are enough actors who have shown up as animated characters yeah yeah that it felt like an easy reach it's also like the serious tone doesn't match like you can't do a serious serious tone gag about something really serious but about celebrities getting canceled who the fuck cares (laughs) let them be canceled And I don't mean who who cares in terms of, like, should they or shouldn't they? I think they probably all should. If you get to the point where should Mm. they be canceled, just pull the plug. There are always more celebrities, guys.
1: It's like, is the president a war criminal? It doesn't really matter which one you're talking about. It's kind of a definitional thing.
0: Exactly.
1: When you Um.
0: ascend to celebrity status, you become, like, at least
1: three-tenths of a Nazi oh yeah well (laughs) by by just by definition alone i i think that by taking part in that power structure to such a degree that you can rise to the top either you're taking advantage of someone or you're being taken advantage of and you know if it's if you've been in the celebrity pool long enough for us to have heard of you it's you know it's probably Your, your yeah your chances are bad i will say it's
0: it's uh, it's it's also a defense mechanism on my part because there are celebrities whom I want to believe could do no wrong, but mm-hmm. I like. Can you really think about Weird Al doing anything legitimately immoral?
1: Not really. <laughs> like, like it, it, there's, it, there's a couple of good ones in there. It's yeah?
0: so ill fitting with his character, and maybe that's just it's the time that's period branding. in which people became celebrities. Mm. Like, it used to not be okay to also be a contentious figure, and now that's sort of the bar for entry.
3: Sure.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I try to I avoid a lot of, thinking about celebrities. I have but, a lot
0: of thoughts and feelings yeah. about celebrities, it seems. Yeah. But we're not talking about them. <laughs> ben, what are we talking about? Zane, Zane, I don't know if you know, but I've been here for about eight years talking about people what don't exist. Mm-hmm. and it's And it's great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're at, we're the Carton Cast, and we talk about people that uh, are war criminals, but only through the magic of animation.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're fake wars. Uh, they they spot they shine a spotlight. It buys
0: you some. Uh, it, it buys you some 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 buffer. I don't know what I'm saying. Go. It,
1: it provides you buffer. Yeah, yeah. It gives you a, a look into the real world in a way that doesn't raise your hackles. But again, yeah, true. Again. That's not what we're talking about today either. All we are really? here today for the Cartoon Awards. I could Wars. spin it up again, yeah, I, and see I what comes out, <laughs> just to see how long <laughs> it can drain this time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just curious, just for um, you know consistency. No, today all we are interested in are the most superlative in a number of categories this year. Um, we've got some classic categories, we've got some new ones, and uh, Ben, it's been an interesting, it's been an interesting year. It feels like a long year. <laughs>
0: Has has it been an interesting year? Yeah, or well... Was it a year in which we were interested?
1: We were interested in a number of of, of things. Chief among them, um, there was a you know, couple months where we focused on the holidays. There was a couple months where I was kind of flying solo and seeing how that went. So we, we've got a lot of interesting, unusual topics today. As is our standard tradition, uh, one of us
0: will offer the other one a category, such as Best Batman, and read three entries that we feel like our um, review of the past year best encapsulates. Mm -hmm. We'll give it to the other person, they will explain their decision-making process, and pick a winner. And we'll shuffle back and forth between that until we get bored.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so let's get into it.
0: Let's kick it off. Zane, do you want to start the, start us off?
1: Sure. We have a new category this year. Uh, it is Most Interesting Non-Human. So now, uh, now, we have a good number of non-humans
0: in yeah. our <laughs>
1: line of work.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. We need more uh, of them uh, than the standard general, like, you know, Gaussian distribution does.
1: And, and a lot of them, you know, are very humanoid in terms in general uh and then there were a lot of them one which, of them a humanoid typhoon <laughs> yeah well we're getting there um, oh okay but then there were also a lot of bit characters like that guy made of gears from arcane uh where where there's not a lot for us to discuss but man was it guy interesting made
0: of, guy made of gear oh the oh mecha mouth yeah, the, yeah. The, the one the one with the the weird lisp that i
1: loved mm-hmm.
0: i like him yeah i know man. you do
1: he's he's very interesting but there's not a lot there now but someone who is there is vash the stampede so this is from trigon uh he looks human but he is a plant whatever that means um he lives a long time he has an angel arm in addition to his gun arm in addition to his gun gun um and his inhumanity isn't really the most interesting part of him but it allows him to, you know, the, the the inhuman reflexes and the super intelligence kind of, and the humility, uh, th- those allow him to become an interesting character, even though he's like cosplaying as a human. Admittedly, a weird human.
0: Yeah, he doesn't cosplay <laughs> super hard. His heart's not in it. It's a hobby, not a job.
1: <laughs> well, he doesn't have the best role models. That
0: That is certainly he's, true. He's got spacemen who he got He had one really good one and, and one West really
1: France. bad one. Um, also in that show, there's a whole lot of, like, weird, non-human pig monsters.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, Thunderdome rejects.
1: Yeah. Um, next up, we have the Bionicles. Um, I don't recall... You're gonna have to describe them at me. I don't recall the exact terms for the little guys and the big guys and the god guys. Uh, but what you have here are Lego people with a surprisingly rich lore, even if it's lifted p- from Polynesian culture. They have unique sports that are like mixtures of lacrosse and like martial arts with a multi-ball rule Um, whoa they have elemental affinities are you telling
0: me that bionicle has blitz ball
1: it's 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 three-way blitz ball oh why didn't (laughs) i how
0: i haven't ever heard about this (laughs) you're too busy playing blitz ball i that that's that that's the that's the catch 22 In (laughs) it
1: um and yeah they have these interesting elemental affinities right it's not just you know earth fire water it's like underground earth uh, or like jungle like you know it, it's unique more biome more it's very biome and they have a dead god or like one who is sleeping to keep it from being in pain
0: oh that's just that's just a brandon sanderson title now. yeah
1: yeah so they have they have a lot of interesting uh interesting lore uh, okay, and finally, from uh whatever happened to robot Jones, not the robot the, no, clearly not these horrible Yagman brothers
0: <laughs> I, uh, they're definitely not human. I don't know if goblin really gets the message across.
1: yeah, these like melty gremlins who are obsessed with like stealing brains. <laughs> mm. yeah, they're pretty weird. <laughs> um so yeah those are those are those are your your three
0: interesting non-humans i okay let, let's let's think about this the yagmin brothers i don't find that interesting even accepting that they are non-human which i don't think is
1: the intended read yeah well that you know that that's that's a non-negotiable position it's pretty clear i think th-
0: I think they were pretty uninteresting as Mm -hmm. characters with with like a small exception for like which one of them wears the pants because that seems to shift from episode to episode. There's a dynamic there. I I I don't want to get into it. I thought about
1: uh, including the sound imps, but we don't actually see the sound imps. We've only heard legend.
0: That is a valid thing. I don't know much about the Bionicle. From what you have told me, that's... uh, it's lifted from Polynesian culture. They worship a dead god. These are all pretty decent plot hooks that I haven't seen a lot of.
1: You, you have to get past the fact that it's Legos from the 2000s uh, that have created a very dedicated fandom.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm treating it on the level of Zoids. Man, Unforgettable, we, we should probably but not hit in a good Zoids way. at some
1: point. We reference it a lot. We of I don't think, it it. I don't think we've ever regularity. actually watched
0: it. <laughs> I think it's because we like eat between the two of us have watched 20 minutes amongst four <laughs> different episodes and never again
1: that seems right
0: um, let's put a pin in Bionicle because that's on the maybe. Vash the stampede from Trigun. Here's the thing. he's interesting, but that's it, he that he, he gets that's like a loophole,
1: right? It's not his species that's making him interesting
0: exactly like he would be exactly as interesting were he a full human i mean granted cyborg but like this plant thing dumb Mm -hmm. even if it wasn't dumb the part of him that's cool is his personality is his humility is his uh his attitude Mm -hmm. so i i think i had to disqualify him on the basis uh, on a definition on a technical level
1: all right that's a technical foul zane that's a technical foul
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I, I think that this one goes to Bionicle, believe it or not.
1: Yeah, very cool. Um, there, mm-hmm. There's actually quite a bit of good music there, so um, we can put that in. Um, I'm also here. Uh, yeah, I also think um, you know Scooby-Doo and Courage um, had a had a shot at this because they are dogs that are talking dogs that are, have interesting shape-shifting capabilities. But the fact that there are two of them makes either one less interesting. I'm not certain that they're both different kinds of. I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, like they're more you, like you individual have, entities than a. Species. Looking at a
0: bulldog, looking at a bulldog and a Labrador, you don't go like, yeah, I don't see the difference. It's that meme <laughs> of these are the same picture. Yeah, that's oh, not how
1: it works. And I'm I'm curious to see what uh, in between categories we go for this time. What do you mean?
0: Oh, the 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 Sound the, 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 the briefcase noise. Didn't I already say that it would be the. Trigun guitar riff. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: pretty sure I did. Nice. Zane, speaking of musical segments. Ooh, yeah, hit
1: me. I
0: would like to uh, give to you the following category. Best musical number to worst property ratio. Oh, yes. Yes, this and is a classic that has s-
1: taken many forms. We
0: have to start out with 8 Crazy Nights <laughs> with the song That's a Technical, a technical foul. foul.
1: Yeah. Bad movie, amazing song. Yeah, horrendous movie and you know the song itself like feels lifted out of a classic, you know, Broadway musical. Um it's it's yeah. got independent parts. The the choreography is surprisingly good. Um yeah. You know, necessarily, like you don't need to know the characters but it doesn't quite get away
0: from the fact that Adam Sandler's in the shot which always just drags the whole thing down well, by a couple he is of the points. shot you're never
1: not looking at at least 1.5 of him <laughs> that's that's a valid point but uh yeah no absolutely this is a this is far and away the best musical number from far and away the worst movie <laughs> uh i think it's going to be hard to well, beat
0: that is hard to beat i have a couple other ones which i don't know if you remember uh, mm. But I, I do do want to bring them to mind. Voltron, the Voltron intro theme. Now, Zane, neither of us really liked Voltron that much, if sure. I remember. Mm-hmm. It was, it. we got a He-Man that's got robots, and th- that's the era that we're dealing with. There's only so interesting a show can really be. Sure. All the characters were more or less the same guy. Um, and it just, like, standard space fluff to sell toys. Not a great show. But the theme was pretty solid in terms of, yeah, please go ahead and and take a listen to it. Like, it does have that big background voice of, long ago, and once you get past that, it goes straight up with the fanfare, the John Williams kind of uh, overture.
1: yeah
2: there
0: we go and hopefully we're playing that right now yeah Um, action packed so yeah it kind of has like the best of the triumphant hero motif going on behind it like something that really makes you want to believe that this is a (laughs) machine of justice sure yep which is what mechs are in japan sure yes uh and lastly, Zane, I didn't like Yuri on Ice as much as I was hoping to. <laughs>
1: oh boy. But JJ's theme <laughs> is uh is a, is
0: it it really pulled a lot of focus it and like so it did. had a big supporting cast. So it could have been anyone we were focusing on, but for whatever reason they just <laughs> gave this ridiculous nar- narcissistic screed uh, form in the song I'm the King
1: JJ. It's, it's, and it's catchy. (laughs) It, it's catchy is the thing. (laughs) It shouldn't be. Oh, that's good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a technical foul is gonna just kind of be on top unless the others can dislodge it, so I kind of have to go from there.
0: Yeah, no, it's valid. I think I picked out three
1: really good ones, though. You you definitely did. Um, (laughs) I mean, the Voltron one, the reason why that is so good compared to the rest of the show is because it's kind of the only good part of the show like it's a different we've seen this before in anime you get in the robot and it's a different show um, yes they don't spend a ton of time in the robot but when they do it's it's non-stop like we're kicking ass here yeah we like this um and it, not that the other music in the show was bad it's just you know all the other no. parts Um, I, well, it fits the moment in the show that
0: it is designed to fit, which is, we know we're getting to the part that we want to sell. We know we're getting to the action part and we want the music to hype. It's the hype
1: man of the show. It is. It is. Uh, however, I don't think that it, um, is unique enough. Like I think it's kind of generic. I think you could put a lot of different pump up music in there and it would serve the same, um, serve the same, uh, function. Like I'm I'm imagining like that first theme from Shovel Knight, if if that's what you see Voltron assemble to <laughs> I love <laughs> that first theme. Um, <laughs> I love well, that first theme from Shovel Knight. Because it's really and it serves the same kind of function, and honestly, I think that would work too. So so I don't think Voltron's gonna take this.
0: Alright, alright. Fair enough. So it's either uh that's a technical foul
1: or, <laughs> foul or I'm the king JJ. King, and I'm aware. That we adore the only canonically straight <laughs> character in *Yuri on Ice*, and I'm Is aware that that's a problem. Straight? Yeah, because the a guy who was in love with his sister. That's that's a technical foul. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to put a phrase to it, um, <laughs> that wasn't really a well, you know, JJ homosexuality, was more heterosexuality interesting thing than every else. other
0: character that I <laughs> look, man. If you want me to like gay characters, give them also personalities, maybe. <laughs> Make them JJ. Personalities yeah. beyond I'm gay and sad and shy. <laughs>
1: I've seen all the disparate pieces before. You gotta do more. Um, And I'm the King JJ is is such a good <laughs> such so a good, fucking good
0: I'm not gonna apologize for my love of JJ. You don't have like, to. It's not that he's a good person. He's clearly not. Mm -hmm. He's just so fun. (laughs) He's so in his own world, and no one can touch it. He's the king, Zane. I know
1: he's the king. He said it. (laughs) He can rule the world. Um, Yeah, I love it. I I do. (laughs) I think JJ is better listening than that's a technical foul. I think Yuri on Ice, for all the problems I had with it, is better on a first watch uh, than it is later. It's just
0: bland, whereas Eight Crazy Nights is actively a bad movie.
1: Yeah, and the good parts of the bad movie stand out, Um, you know. But yeah, I, I think... It's got to go to, that's a technical foul. Tech, It's so such a good song. <laughs> I, I would love to hear more of JJ, but you know, uh, you know I mean, it, the other stuff was, like, there were good stuff, it just lasted too long, as opposed to Adam Sandler's, which was bad stuff that also lasted too long.
0: I, I'll say it again. I said it during the episode, I'll say it now. I'm more or less convinced that, the purpose of Eight Crazy Nights was for Adam Sandler to do the character of Whitey. Yeah. And uh, the character of Whitey, his magnum opus he succeeded. is that's a technical foul. Yeah. And like, if you were to put an arc to Adam Sandler's entire life, that would
1: be the summit. Yeah. And it's a it's a sharp summit. It's a, it's a very <laughs> yes. narrow peak. It's a delta function. Uh, yeah, great.
0: Hope hope the math nerds out there like that one.
1: Oh, I'm sure. Do you, do you know it? Delta. Yeah. Yeah. The delta it's function. A, it's a, it's how things change over time.
0: A, a delta function, in mathematic terms, is a infinitely tall and infinitesimally wide spike on a graph, such that when you do an integral over it, it's one. Mm-hmm. But it has it it it's uh its width is incredibly small and it's and it's incredibly high. So gotcha. yeah cool it's a mathematical construct and it's the first time i thought about it in probably a decade
1: (laughs) so that was cool yep good okay um so next up we have uh best santa ben we we've done a lot of holiday i found a we found a few Santas here. <laughs> we found a, we did a lot of holiday episodes this year, um, and okay. this is our way of acknowledging that um, there were a few different things that we could do pertaining to the holiday episodes. But I think um, best Santa is is where we want to start. Sure. Uh, so first off, him from Powerpuff Girl. Oh wait, no, I read it as best Satan. That's that's my bad. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. He is the best. Satan. I think you. You could also make an argument for best Santa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just the way he's dressed, but there's yeah, conflating sure, but... factors there.
0: He's always very
1: jolly. Yeah. For whatever uh, reason. So first up, we have uh, the poster boy, the kind of, kind of... We- we've got a good, bad, and ugly here. Okay. okay. From the life and adventures of Santa Claus, we have uh, Nicholas. mm mm-hmm. Um. He, uh, you know, he's not the best because because he's like... He's a milk toast good boy, but the sure. world around him and his acceptance of lore that stopped us in our tracks, you know, this this uh, platonic ideal of what Santa is and seeing how he grows, I think adds a lot to the mythos. Like, mm. anytime I'm—if g- I ever learn new facts about Santa, he's the one I'm going to be trying to uh, justify those new facts about.
0: Sure, it makes sense. And, he's- like, he does have a nice Hercules arc to him, mm-hmm. which I think— Looked at it through an interest, looked out through one perspective, kind of cheapens the myth because it's not really Santa anymore. It's now, like, mostly Disney's Hercules. But looked at it from another perspective, the whole mortal to immortal arc mm-hmm. is kind of in line with our conception of Santa, just just culturally. Sure, like we've we've made an immortal out of a man.
1: Yes, we did that. All the Coca Cola he drinks. <laughs> it's the pres- preservatives you see. Yep. Uh, next up, we got Robot Santa from Futurama. This is oh, of course, a great, unique take on Santa. It fits in with the world building, um, and it gave us several top-notch episodes. Sure, musical episodes, no less.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good Santa. It and what I like about this one is that he takes the Santa ing to its logical conclusion mm-hmm. as. As the decades roll by, things become more abstract and put into their ultimate form. Uh, There's less room for subtlety. Things are more sharply polarized. Things are more technical. And what is the absolute epitome of a Santa other than one whose standards are so high that
1: only (laughs) the most noble of crustaceans can reach them? Exactly, yeah. And I think it's a good entry point to understanding Futurama as a whole, right? Because... A lot of the Futurama universe is surprisingly dystopian, but you don't notice it until Santa Claus is shooting at you. It's a hopeful dystopia though uh, it's, it's, it's it's comical it
0: it i would almost argue and it, this wasn't the the this wasn't the um the this wasn't the ask, so I won't put this to you but I would almost argue that that's the most Christmas sentiment we get is <laughs> it's not about the santa it's about each other
1: right yeah yeah, yeah he provides that uh he provides that moral. Uh, mm-hmm. You know who's less interested in providing morals and more interested in kicking ass is Nick St. <laughs> Gerard Butler? It's Nick St. North from Rise of the Guardians. Uh, yeah, we, this is this Santa Punk tattooed rusky with yetis who embodies yep. the soul of wonderment and leads I've... a ragtag team of, uh, uh, of immortals chosen by the moon.
0: Two, two notes about this, because I don't think I said it during the episode. One, in the d party that is the Guardians, uh, what class is this Santa? Uh, Ranger?
1: Bard? I, he kind of does a lot.
0: He does a lot, yeah. I, I, I almost think Ranger makes pa- paladin. sense. Paladin. He's got the two two axes. Maybe a paladin. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he he's very sort of much
1: a, a moral center, but leader. also the leader in charismatic type. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Uh, and the other thing is, he reminded me every time I saw him. I'm realizing now that I was thinking of Hiccup's dad from uh, <laughs> from <laughs> from uh, yeah
1: yeah from the uh, How to Train Your Dragon. There's only so many father figure shapes in animation.
0: <laughs> yep, they're all reverse pairs of some sort. Yeah, your arms communicate to me that you are paternal. I get it. <laughs> I get it
1: already. So Nicholas or Nisilo Klaus. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. got Nick St. North, and we've got Robot Santa.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm thinking that Robot Santa is probably the first on the chopping block. Mm -hmm. It's not that he's a bad... He's a good character for the fiction of Futurama, but I think what we're trying to get to is the core of what a Santa does. Mm. And the core of a Santa is better epitomized by... Someone who's actively protecting the world, or someone who is actively being good to children. Yeah, both of which are better categorized by the other two. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I think that uh, Nicholas is the better Santa of the three. His, um, you know, you know, we're we're seeing a myth being born, and what we want to see in a Santa Claus is we want to see. Um, how he attained immortality, and is he? What What is he doing this all for? Mm. And th- for my myth of the Santa Claus, I want a mythical figure who's doing it out of the goodness of his heart, mm-hmm. and not because there is a mandate from an oracle, <laughs> an, ex- an extra planar oracle known yeah. as the Man in the Moon. Yeah. And so it, that that robs. Although I will say, I now think of Santa as. Uh, that, that that conversation of who is Nick St. North at his core, mm-hmm. but a a, a a person of wonder, like wonder is his core <laughs> belief system, that also kind of gets me. So I'm going to have to take a second here.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, um, Nicholas fits in with our canonical idea of what Santa is, um, much more peace and love kind of guy, giving toys to everyone, even, you know, the rich, because everybody deserves a childhood, Um, Mm -hmm. whereas Nick St. North, you know, he's much more, he's, he's grown into this more manager type role or like CEO of Santa Inc. And he relies on, you know, the, the belief of children rather than, you know, I I get the sense that Nicholas would keep giving toys to children, even if they didn't believe in him.
0: So I guess the question here is, am I a curmudgeon enough to believe that the current incarnation of Santa should be mercilessly capitalistic? Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and say that Nicholas gets it because I want to believe in a Santa that's doing it for the good of his out of the good of his heart and not because it's a missive Mm -hmm. uh, from his managers from on high. Yeah, Yeah, he's a good boy. He's a very good boy. But do you know who's a better boy? Tingler the sound imp. (laughs) Uh, God damn, I didn't write down Tingler anywhere (laughs) in my notes. Uh, Zane. Oh, is Tingler canceled? Tingler is also canceled for kind of everything he's ever done. (laughs) It's hard to get specific because you run into other atrocities in the, in the process of describing the first one. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, it's, it's tingles all the way down. Zane, the next category I have for you is best boy.
1: Oh, it's our best boy. <laughs> it's our best boy. Yes, now, just, this we is we discovered this term during uh, *Yuri on Ice*. It's it's a it's a um, Hollywood term, but also just like, oh, who's a who's a good little guy?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's somewhat been popularized, maybe bastardized by anime choice awards, sure, best girl and such. To my mind, and there were, mind, some, and there you were could, some
1: fine best you, girls this year.
0: There were, to my mind, the best boy. And you can disagree with this terminology. I think that the best boy is sweet, a little naive, he's got a satisfying character arc that lets him mature, but doesn't remove his innocence entirely. Sure. So I'm thinking very Sokka. I'm thinking, you know, in, in that arc, in mm-hmm. that in that general
1: trend. Maybe a little sweeter than Sokka. I'm I'm thinking a Deku, right? We got a
0: Deku. We got yes. we got
1: somebody he's trying his best, but he's also a big softy.
0: He's a big, big softy. He never loses that core, that core of wonder. I would almost argue. Oh, interesting.
1: You don't think Santa?
0: Maybe. You don't think? So here are your three choices. You're welcome to choose other ones, but these are the ones I came up with. First, it's our it's our good science friend from Piltover, Jace from Arcane. Ooh. Now, now he's a little long in the tooth for a best boy, but I, I want you to think about. Where he came from, he was, he's was a cute little nerd, yep. trying to fight the power, not doing great job. Uh, and what makes him a best boy in my eyes is just that he is fucking manipulated front and back <laughs> the entire run of the show. Yeah. That's a real best boy kind of, uh, <laughs> kind of move to go through. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big sub. <laughs> Next up, this is going to take some imagination on your part, but the narrator... From Powerpuff Girls. Ooh, yeah. Because we don't ever see a person behind it, but we get the impression of uh, the narrator in the Powerpuff Girls. We get the impression that he's reading a comic book and he wants things to be good, but he's really deeply immersed. Yeah. And that kind of immersion is... is you can't have that kind of immersion after you grow up. It's a very Calvin from Calvin and Hobbes kind of
1: approach to life. Yeah, I mean, if this category was all about the Golly G factor, like yeah, he's he's selling it, and that's a factor. Don't
0: don't uh, don't <laughs> pretend that it's not. But yeah, I, I think that he's he's a contender for best boy. Yeah, absolutely. And Zane, If that last one took imagination on your on your part, boy Howdy, stretch out. Have you ever thought that the biblical figure of Moses was just a darn cute cinnamon oh, roll? Oh man! <laughs> now when you think about this, because he's a rapscallion. he's 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 sort of a he's a bit of a misfit, mm-hmm. but he's also cares so deeply about his family. Those interactions with him and the Pharaoh, with his mom, with his uh, sister once once he meets her again, like he's a little rebellious. He's hurt, but he's clearly wearing all of his emotions on his sleeve and is that not the perfect boy the one who cannot help but yell and cry because it's just too much for him to say nothing of the amount of times he goes to Ramses to try to come to terms Mm -hmm. Uh, he's got a great character arc but he's always uh, a hopeful so-and-so
1: yeah no i i can i can see it pretty easily actually now it's interesting that we didn't include uh i believe the canonical best boy from the internet uh yuri right i'm sorry who Oh, uh, uh, it, it was from Yuri on Ice. He was one of the characters. He got a little he over. JJ? He got overshadowed by JJ. JJ was okay. clearly the focus of that. Okay, okay. So
0: uh, can you can you list some traits to help me? Some personality traits, let's say, to help me remember Yuri from Yuri, Yuri on Ice because I'm drawing a blank.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, oh boy. Yeah he he wants things, but he doesn't know why. Uh, okay,
0: that's not a personality. Continue.
1: Yeah, he's he's easily controlled by an older older uh, figure. All right, that's a technical foul. Go on. Yep. Um, <laughs> I think that might be our term instead of canceled from now on. Like, yeah, like, we have a dude, technical should we do foul. the intro over? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to just, like, read in, like...
0: Hey, anyway, let's skip to the end of the joke. Yuri from Yuri on Ice isn't a good boy because he's not a good character. Go on. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Just reading at the beginning, like, and he is, uh, he's not going to be here because that's a technical foul. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, um, I would almost sub out Victor instead of Jace, um, because, Mm. you know, not, not so much because of the manipulation or because of the sweet, you know, he's clearly a very hardened and cynical person, but he's the one I want to give a hug to, right? He's the one who, who I trust to have good intentions, um, I think for a I, I see your point. I think for a best
0: boy, we have to have some, some glimmer that they're gonna come out on the right side of history. Mm-hmm. And based on the first season of Arcane, I'm very suspicious <laughs> that Victor will not. Um, yeah,
1: I I think don't um, ta- don't at me League of Legends fans. I don't know and I don't care. It's an interest. It's interesting because the progression of these characters, um, Jace starts off very innocent and becomes more uh, uh cynical over time. The narrator mm-hmm. very static character but very enjoyable. And then Moses starts off as a, you know, he's a bit of a rapscallion and as he g- grows and learns empathy, that's what really transforms him.
0: Yeah, the the look at your life through heaven's eyes thing mm-hmm. kind of shows the big transformation. That time skip, that Akuna yeah. Matata uh driving your head from side to side watching Simba grow up
1: time skip that they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't, I don't think Jace, I think okay. we spend too much of his time in the power struggle and I think he gives up on his ideals too quickly. Okay. Um, all right. Or, or doesn't pursue them well enough. And I don't want, I don't want to give him a hug. Everybody hates that guy. <laughs> I, I like him. I there were too many best girls in that, uh, anime or show for, for that him is to be a best boy. I, oh, that Heimerdinger is, true. is more, All be- oh, everyone else is a better best boy than Jace. Um the narrator i can really see like like as you say like a kid narrating as he's reading through a comic book i think that's really well observed um but uh god it, without the visual element it's hard to think of him as a person when he is uh you know he's functional he's he's giving it his all but he's not really a character in the same way that moses whom we see the journey of, we see, we see his struggles and we see his uh, crises of faith, and his crises with his family, and we see him still maintain that, you know, devotion and faith. Like, like, who else but the bestest boy could imagine saying to the slaves, guys, we just gotta have faith. We just gotta get in there. <laughs> that, oh, you sweet summer child... And, uh, yeah, I I think that's really, um, you know, I think that keeps more in with the themes of of the entire piece. I can't wait for the thumbnail image on this one. Moses wins best, boy? (laughs) YouTuber reacts to. (laughs) Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. I, I concur. I like that best, boy. That's a good boy. We got a good boy here. Oh, that's a good boy.
0: That's a good boy. That's a. That's a good boy.
1: What do we got next, Zane? Oh, we're gonna do. We're gonna do ourselves a classic, Ben. Okay. We are gonna do a uh, best intro. So we didn't have a ton of you know uh, standard episodes this year, right? We we did a lot of. Uh, movies and one-offs and stuff where we didn't have intros um, but uh, I think there were a lot of ideas this year that were clever and had the right approach but weren't necessarily the funniest um, so best not necessarily funniest okay um, sounds good so I think you know while we're on this kick the Powerpuff Girls with you karaokeing <laughs> Mojo Jojo's <laughs> version of I'm the King uh, a joke i, did I not came up with it play. 10
0: minutes before we recorded like i gotta write this down say he's gonna say he's gonna shit a brick
1: it was so good i actually like tempo shifted the original backing track to match your delivery of it because my it, cadence yeah because it, it fit aside from like it, it just needed to be like seven percent faster and it was perfect uh-huh. <laughs> You even had, I was trying to make it easy. You had his like uh, vocal tics. You had his like, uh, you know, th- going down into the lower registers toward the end of his line. Like really excellent delivery. Really funny idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And, and not something that we would have come up with in isolation had we not had th- landed on this incredible meme.
0: I I love just our internally consistent, but no one else understands them references. <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad I got you. So I'm just performing for you, Zane.
1: Well, well, if you like that, you're gonna love this next one too. Okay, uh, we've got Voltron. Uh, even what as of, a what, oh god fucking Voltron, even that's as right. A pale facsimile of Gundan, Voltron has charisma. Oh, don't, don't sell your, don't sell yourself <laughs> short. What we have here is your classic auto mechanic, uh, specializing, of course, in electrical vehicles and uh, mechs, specifically vehicles that turn into smaller vehicles and have mice in them,
0: <laughs> based on oh, the a yeah. true story. <laughs> yeah, I forgot you told us about your your mice carburetor.
1: <laughs> Um, yeah, so th- that was really great. Like applying mech logic to cars, uh, mm-hmm. and that we're still finding new ways to do that with each new mech show. <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, <clears throat> mech, mech shows
0: are things that we don't really enjoy watching, but they are kind of a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Like it it, mech shows were so in the zeitgeist of that era and kind of never again, even though they keep trying <laughs> to bring them back in different ways. Mm-hmm. Like I can't remember a mech show from the past ten years that has been any amount successful can you Gurren Lagon was that ten years no that was longer that that yeah that's been a while ago, yeah, and that I... was
1: by no means a breakout hit, yeah, I mean everything's mech plus something else now it's got to have some some other sauce to it
0: back then it was else. so simple. it's just Nick like, no they were they they are teenagers, they went into
1: lions, and those lions went into a robot. Imagine if a man was piloting a larger man. <laughs> Uh uh-huh go i i'm invested (laughs) i'll take your entire stock um and finally uh whatever happened to robot jones so this is the unsolved mysteries pastiche Uh, oh that's right it's a bit long but it is it is spot on and josh's delivery really sells it like we're able to maintain Mm -hmm. the concept throughout doing the testimonials those characters which are so easy to imitate and then the like just purely mechanical voiced uh, uh, robot Jones. This is what he sounds like, and this is what we think he sounds like, and they're the same. Oh, nice! <laughs> and the, and <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, and like, yeah, that was a, that was you, a good group effort. And if you go and list, like, look at an episode of Unsolved Mysteries, it, it fits so well.
0: <laughs> Dar- darn near the, exactly the same thing.
1: Yeah. So uh, Powerpuff Girls, uh, Voltron, and uh, whatever happened to Robot Jones? Hey, no disrespect to your Voltron, but I got to admit
0: that this one is between what is essentially a extreme, to be frank, extremely good solo effort on my part and a strong effort by multiple people yeah. for Robot
1: Jones. Hail hail to the king, baby. None can unseat Gundam. <laughs>
0: I mean, I hey, I didn't want to say it. <laughs> I I felt so bad. Alex was talking was asking about Gundan's triumphant return. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's out to stud at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, but his as he has off. earned it,
0: it it seems to. Um, but yeah, I uh, let's see here. Do I consider? Cause like, man, when I did the I'm the King JoJo thing, I don't. I can't express to the audience how much zane reacted in the moment
1: to that. yeah i think we edited some of that out just so that we could hear a good clip of you yeah he he was he was he was destroyed as soon as you started into it i just i just i'm like yes of course of course this is what happened
0: why was i how was i so blind but yeah. Oh man, that unsolved mysteries is so spot on as a parody too.
1: Yeah, with with the um, impressions of the show characters and like yeah, kind of a thing you could see happening in this show that has no canonicity.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It 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 fits the actual show so well. Where has the Powerpuff Girls intro? I was just fucking memeing, and
1: we were both there <laughs> for it hey, man, I'm fine being there for the meme uh, on this or any other situation.
0: Yeah, I'm, I think I got to give it to Robot Jones. The mm. collaborative effort, I think, is a very important aspect to the intro. And I did script out the JJ, <laughs> I'm the king uh, thing ahead of time.
1: Yeah, we, we, we had to rely and adapt on Josh's knowledge of this mystery series. And that the fact that his knowledge was able to carry three people through it. Um, I think really yeah. impressive. So yeah, Josh, good good job. You won best intro two years in a row, man. <laughs> congrats, congrats and good. Congrats and good.
0: Alright, well, I had mentioned Alex, and I think uh this would be a good time to bring to you a listener request yeah. Alex has written into me and uh have tasked us with the following category. Yeah. Best adoption of an earlier art style. So, uh, of the shows the Carton cast examined the past year, there were a few examples of works emulating the look of an older work. So he suggests the following. Okay. Mike Tyson Mysteries, <laughs> which has a look of a 60s and 70s Hanna-Barbera, and boy is it hard to forget that. Mm-hmm. It's really disarming to count encounter a Scooby-Doo and there's no Scooby Doo around. That's <laughs> it's a weird thing to to contend with. Uh the the next is whatever happened to Robot Jones mm. as it has that kind of schoolhouse rock 70s uh style. Yeah, the if, know, if
1: stream of consciousness was drawn instead of spoken.
0: And a little industrial and like kind of cran sort of aesthetics. Yeah, Trapper um, Keeper era trapper keeper a lot of interesting backgrounds going on in there uh and then finally the Powerpuff girls which heavily borrowed from the golden age of comics Mm -hmm. as is very very obvious from the narrator and like the opening (laughs) on the city and you can you can see in your mind's eye the little caption of the city of townsville dot dot dot
1: (laughs) do they yeah sometimes
0: I think Oh man, I didn't notice that. I, I might be misremembering we- re- mis- yeah, we- the comic. I think that that just that proves it. Like we 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 inserted it. But it could have been It could have been. So yeah, those are the three. My they- taste
1: mysteries. Didn't they put in like a like a hostess fruit snacks interstitial in one of the episodes?
0: I it was either that or it was a Justice Friends interstitial. Oh
1: god, yeah. Yeah, the where when you're reading a comic and it just jumps to a four page issue of a different comic yeah i love it um oh i see he also so you... uh puts in an honorable mention for Dirk. oh uh, yeah yeah do you want to say it oh no you can go ahead for dirkman pittstain's new year's bash uh notwithstanding despite its close observation of 20s and 30s animation aesthetics due to the fact that nomely was actually in that era prior to directing dirkman pittstain um yeah so uh dirkman pittstain of course has a lot of of artistic influences so i I don't think that we can directly translate that but who boy does does it ever draw on other things for whatever reason i I, I should
0: say Uh, yeah it's unclear what the purpose of the homage is a lot Mm. of the time
1: um so yeah mike tyson mysteries robot jones and powerpuff girls
0: yeah what so what is the best uh adoption or
1: adaptation yeah
0: Best adaptation of an earlier art style, yeah, or
1: or, or homage or Best callback yeah. or whatever you want to, however you want to call it. Yeah, uh, see, I think the Robot Jones one is a bit more tangential. It's definitely got a feeling of it, but those, you know, I, I used to watch Schoolhouse Rock. I, it was actually one of the first um, theater productions I was ever in, and the art style, although iconic, was not really what made those what they are. It was, you know, these very catchy songs communicating simple ideas to interested children, right? Whereas wasn't with Robot Schoolhouse Jones,
0: Rock, hmm? wasn't Schoolhouse Rock done a little bit more squiggle visiony also? It was just, like, it was just was, basic. It's just basic, yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like it was like children's um like like highlights kind of deal.
0: Kind of, it sort of has the same energy. Like now that I'm thinking back on it, remember how like Fantasia, like. It certainly was done before a lot of more modern animation techniques, mm-hmm. but because it was created not as a syndicated cartoon, but as its kind of own imagining, like its own kind of, its own tech demo almost, yeah. uh, they were allowed to have a bigger budget and uh, more man hours on the project, and that allowed it to kind of showcase an era of animation that generally wasn't as good.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's kind of what Schoolhouse Rock feels like. Yeah, And Robot Jones, it's... Um... You know, it has uh, the visual language, kind of, um, but it's not really the same type of situation, right? Like, it's as if we expected a robot to learn everything it needed to about human society based only on schoolhouse rock. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's it's a little more... Um, it's a little more uh, separated from it, that source material. It's definitely got its own thing going on. Yeah, not that it doesn't you know draw the mind to it and i'm kind of talking myself into it but i I think the other ones are better yeah i agree uh the mike tyson mysteries it does man that uh, mr t show um this hanna-barbera stuff like it yeah it's got the hanna-barbera
0: watermark all over the place like the way the eyes are drawn (laughs) if nothing else yeah
1: the the joke of this looks like something that aired on Boomerang. But we had Mike Tyson punching out an old lady and then fighting Hitler's brain. Like yeah, <laughs> it it sells yeah. it. The problem <laughs> is this is not an original use of the look of the 60s and 70s Hanna-Barbera, right? Like this is Adult Swim's whole thing, right? This is this is uh, what was it, uh, William Street Productions or whatever it is? I believe so. Yeah, this is this is their whole thing. This is Sea Lab. This is Birdman. Uh, it's it's not exact. It's not one to one, but it's clearly in the same vein. Well, it's it's
0: it's better than both those though because it's it's not. It's the difference between like using. Uh, stock photos as a reference, as opposed to tracing over them. Mm-hmm. Like it's 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 own. They're creating this this world with with the '60s Hanna Barbera animation style in mind. Whereas Harvey Birdman, C-Lab Twenty Twenty One, they were straight up just doing clips.
1: Yeah, it was it was theft. It was good theft. It was
0: just just ab
1: absolute theft. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> hit hit or miss there, but yeah. Um, and the Powerpuff Girls, I think. I think the trick with these is it cleaves very closely to that co- comic idea, but it still uses the benefits of animation. And we see when they try to adapt it to other media, right? We see it in the anime style. We see it rebooted to a more modern, you know, fluid style. We see it rebooted to live action. Hopefully Lil Nas X saves that. Um, Fingers crossed. <laughs> um I, I I think th- one of the reasons it's so successful is because of how well it does that adaptation.
0: Yeah, and and probably due in no small part to Gendy Tartakovsky being behind yeah. the direction, like being ha- be, having a a voice at the table behind this. I, we talked about how like there's beat panels mm-hmm. for action scenes in the in in the Golden Age of comics, and how the samurai jack-like touch of the stare down between the hero and villain before the punching happens. Yeah. Just like, it's so perfectly clipped from one to the other
1: medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Clearly made with uh, intentionality and craft as opposed to a cost-saving measure of Mike Tyson or, you know, a, maybe a subconscious uh, stylistic influence for Robot Jones. So yeah, I think Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for the uh, um, category, Alex. I think that was a good one.
0: Yeah, that was great. More like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I, I I'm embarrassed to admit that I had not considered it. It's very obvious in hindsight that we could have made an easy category out of like adaptation styles. We we talked so much about <laughs> how much Mike Tyson looked like Scooby Doo. Yeah.
1: Okay, uh, time for another classic. We have best conspiracy theory. Oh boy, ben. do I not remember any of these! It's I, our favorite. I go out of my way not to remember
0: the things that I say, so that we can be surprised by them.
1: Yeah, whereas I have to listen through everything for the supercut. <laughs> right. You're welcome. <laughs> I would have done it anyway. I, I do appreciate. I do appreciate it. Um. So, uh, I want to get out a couple of honorary mentions out of the way first. Okay. So, first honorary mention is uh, Cinderella. Um, the idea that Cinderella is the fairy godmother because she has no reason to favor Cinderella, and we do have time travel, uh, and we do see that the magic is just in the wand.
0: It Well, it, it wasn't Cinderella, it was Cinderelli.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that retcon. It's a little different. Uh, mm-hmm. secondly, uh, second honorary mention um, whatever happened to Robot Jones? In the last two minutes of the episode, we told Josh hey, if you want another shot at the Cartoni Awards this year, uh, you have a minute. Come up with a conspiracy theory.
0: (laughs) What did he say? He
1: said, Robot Jones is Mr. Roboto. And he developed an attachment (laughs) to Kilroy uh, when he joined the Navy (laughs) and served in Vietnam (laughs) with Donald Duck. And that last part was your suggestion. (laughs) Oh, okay. I remember that now. And it kind of fits. It was a great thought, but... uh, we have to move on. What well, was Kilroy again? Kilroy, uh, he was the uh, protagonist who was jailed in Styx's rock opera and also the meme from the wars. Thank you. Kilroy was here. That big dick knows. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, but our, I think so. Our real conspiracy theories. <clears throat> Mike Tyson Mysteries. The show <laughs> what did I say? is the memoirs of Mike Tyson. <laughs> Complete <laughs> like Clerks. Completely unedited. Just like Clerks. Just like the Clerks animated and, series. And you need a certain kind of character for this to be a good conspiracy theory instead of just the generic, like, oh, it's all in his head. No. This, this is how he remembers it. This is a, he, has, he is the most unreliable narrator. He gets things mixed up. He's like, oh, yeah, my friend Marcus. Must be the Marcus Queensbury because I know Queensbury rules. <laughs> and he just loses track of the narrative. He's like, and then I read this Facebook comment. And then we were, oh, I met Carmel McConaughey. And just... <laughs> It's it's just really <laughs> solid stuff. Like That's really good. He's like, yeah, I love pigeons, and I had a friend. It's same guy. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, I, I only have so many brain cells to devote. Yeah, like, I gotta mine. double up on these memories <laughs> a little. Uh, next up, we have Gumby. We see in Gumby's world human people. He is not them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gumby's species or whatever they're aliens quote unquote and they're they're weird because they're trying to learn from other cultures and blend in that's why they're stuck in the 50s right um they, they adapt the 50s era cultural aphorisms but then gumby rent gets rebooted in the 80s we got to start a band guys we got to get a little bit more uh you know uh merchandise focused all that stuff and this this um weirdly also explains Eddie Murphy as Gumby? Like, that actually works in this theory? <laughs> He's just adapting <laughs> with the times. <laughs> um, yeah, so, and it also explains, like, why they are able to enter into storybooks and things. This is just one aspect of their of their dimensional powers.
0: So, so hang on a minute. The conspiracy theory here is that Gumby is an avatar-like cryptid with a reincarnation cycle of, like, ten years?
1: It's more that... They are observing and living among humans. Uh, like, they're aliens trying to understand us. But, uh, you know, this kid, he doesn't have that ulterior motive. He's just playing around. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, if you want him to be a cryptid, I'm not going to turn that down. He fits. I mean, clearly he's a cryptid. Clearly. Um, finally, this, this spans across two uh, different episodes. This is The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus... And Rise of the Guardians. Ak. <laughs>
0: oh, man, I know what you're going to say here.
1: Ack, woodsman of the world, is the man in the moon. So he, <laughs> at one point, Nasil refers to him as Heimdall. Now, etymologically, mm-hmm. this could mean he who illuminates the world. And in mythology, mm-hmm. he is the watchman of the gods. So after he selected Santa, he keeps recruiting guardians, but also becoming ever more elusive and avoiding mankind.
0: He learned his lesson. He had the fairies go in and stomp the asses of all those uh, those coal monsters. And he's like, I gotta lay low for a while. Where's a good place
1: for it? Oh, the moon. It's like, oh, direct action works. Got it. <laughs> Living apart from the humans doesn't work, but I need an avatar to handle things
0: and as i'd stated in uh, the guardians of the 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 rise of the guardians episode um it's the 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 the, the it, it is very reasonable that the sandman and the um and uh the boogeyman were created as like a first draft and yeah. then once the dark ages happened that's when the man in the moon sent santa down mm-hmm. But he knew that the boogeyman would rise again. He was preparing for the next Dark Ages, which the boogeyman says specifically (laughs) he's trying to get to. Uh, And so he has a sleeper agent, Jack Frost, which leads us to uh, the Rise of the Guardians and and, and that. So, yeah. Uh, (laughs) God damn it. It's got to be that one. I tied two movies together, Zane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's unprecedented. I tied two different Santa Clauses into the same narrative. Yeah, it it uh, you know it fits really well, and yes, you know the the Gumby thing doesn't add a whole lot to the viewing, and the Mike Tyson one like we've seen that kind of fury before, but this, oh man! <laughs> I mean, not to say that the
0: Mike Tyson recalling his life with like unreliable narrator pileup isn't no, that's obviously a, a, better.
1: <laughs> it's a darling it's of a conspiracy. Adds to the work, <laughs> but this is so fun, <laughs> and the like try to explain it to somebody without having to go through the full plot of both movies like you have to watch both of them yeah, multiple we times selected both of those in close proximity it wouldn't we would we would've skated it right by they're trying to hide this from us i know us.
0: i know this is this is why he's i mean it I, really shows you know why they call how it? good ack is at hiding <laughs> Be being the man on the moon you know why he he they call, call it of the illuminati
1: right cuz the light of the moon
0: um oh shit
1: Zane. Yeah. really we did it
0: I didn't actually catch the Heimdall, Watcher of the World, therefore, you know, lit or whatever from Moonlight. Like I didn't catch that theme, so like y- I the did fact a little research. You con- you're continuing to uncover <laughs> facets of this of this of this storm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's that's a winner. Uh, Ak is the man in the moon. Beautiful. Absolutely. So, Zane, uh, for our next category, I would like to submit to you Best Ensemble Cast. Mm, Yeah. Now, we've got a lot of shows that are really good in terms of the uh, supporting cast members, but there were a few in this year that stood out. Mm -hmm. First, the Powerpuff Girls. Mm -hmm. It's not a uniform winner, but we've got our main characters, the Powerpuff Girls, I would I would categorize one of the ensemble to be their uh, uh, adoptive father, uh, Professor Utonium. Sure. Uh, but then the recurring crew of idiots, some of whom are just a pun. Yep. Uh, that are that are that compromise the villains. Among them, Mojo Jojo. And him, yeah, two of possibly the best characterized uh <laughs> villains in all of cartoondom
1: yeah uh, the the ones who stick in the cultural consciousness far longer than you know a, mm-hmm. a lot of uh things that are intentionally villainous, yeah, who besides is a good who besides us yeah, is talking ahead. about Jack Spicer, nobody <laughs> <laughs> the dragon of metal.
0: Um, yeah, but the fact that Mojo Jojo and him just keep showing mm-hmm. up in, in pop culture. But yeah, the, is, is...
1: the mayor, uh, Ms. Bellum, even some of the smaller characters, Ms. Keen, like, they all fill the out narrator. My the narrator. Dude, the narrator is a character himself. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, yeah, it works.
0: It's a good ensemble. It good. It good. Uh, next ensemble cast, the cast of Arcane. Sure. Sure. <laughs> maybe not like one single focal character. If you had to pick one, it's probably Vi, maybe Vi slash Powder as the focal characters, but it shifts to the upper crust of Piltover, mm-hmm. the diplomats. It shifts down to Silco and his underground empire. We get a little bit of Vandersnatch action. <laughs> He's he, he contributes to the plot for a bit. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, and like you said, uh Victor and jace have their own kind of relationship that brotherly bond yeah uh we even get the warlord from noxus coming <laughs> over being just yeah. all sorts of there, wonderful there's
1: always new wrinkles and new characters and they're fleshed out because of their multimedia background absolutely
0: yeah and, and it's that great thing that we sometimes state with uh, adaptations of uh when we're adapting a manga to an anime We don't have to worry about making our characters look good. They necessarily do. That was the medium in which they gained prominence. Mm -hmm. So we can focus our attention elsewhere. And in the same way, Vi, Powder, they're already there. (laughs) They already look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's just put them in a setting that uh, meets the energy that they have to deliver. And for the final of the category, Cinderella, A Twist in Time. Okay. Okay. Now, hang on here, because we we I was I was wondering how do we get Cinderella in here? I'm like, wait a minute, let's think about this. The first Prince Charming that I've ever seen personality out mm-hmm. of
1: this this likable goofus,
0: good mouse antics. Sure. Uh even the stepsisters get a little bit of personality to them, right?
1: Yeah, a clear distinction the between k- them.
0: The cl- uh, the clear distinction. The little uh, redemption moment for Anastasia. Um, Ana- Anastasia, uh, the king. Is a, a, an extremely lovable
1: goofball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh,
0: that seashell story, uh, the painting of
1: the of his wife stepping on his foot, the potential for hand love, the fact that we really wanted the king and Anastasia get together. It was as clear as day. Zane, that's what they
0: contribute. <laughs> we didn't put that in the conspiracy theory because it was textual. Guys. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious.
1: She's after clearly.
0: The- she's after the man. Clearly. Yep. She had it in all but writing. <laughs> um. Yeah, and Lucifer and the mice doing great, uh, you know, background uh, physical comedy gags. Yeah,
1: and the immortal character of guy with cheese wheel. <laughs> that fucking stoner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I guess going whatever.
0: Yeah, those are your three. Yeah,
1: Powerpuff Girls, Arcane,
0: and Cinderella: A Twist in Time.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's very fun, you know, because. There were a surprising amount of uh, fun characters from, from from Cinderella, right? Like the yeah. fact that they've grown so much and become so much more interesting than from their source material. Um Yeah. And that And they'd have to. Yeah. Uh and the one that the ones from Arcane were adapted so well. Um I think with the Powerpuff Girls This is actually this is actually a really hard category for me. So with the Powerpuff Girls, um the villains kind of like The villains sell it a lot. Um, Mm. God, but they're you know Utonium's good. Narrator's good. Mayor's Utonium's very good. This this is gonna be tricky. It is tricky.
0: It is tricky. Let let me let me try to focus you a little bit if you don't mind. Yeah,
1: yeah, you could use some focus.
0: Best ensemble cast. Does that to you mean on
1: average or high highs? I think it is which of the shows is most improved by focusing on a large cast rather than a small cast. Okay. And in that case, I think we, we don't need Cinderella. Um, You know, it's, it's still at its core, a classic Disney love. You've got female love interest, male love interest, antagonist and wrench in the works and everybody else doesn't matter a ton.
0: And if I can, if I can say uh, the, the disparate parts of the, let's say plot do not connect to each other in a satisfying way. Mm-hmm. There were a number of scenes that are just like, time for mouse antics. <laughs> the mice do not have that much pull of the plot. They're just fun to watch. They're just so, fun mice. Yes, they're members of the ensemble cast, but it doesn't really connect to a greater whole. Sure. So I think
1: that makes sense. Yeah. Um. I think the trick is, like, with the... Cast of Arcane, that's that's a bit of a house of cards, right? Like so much plot depends on person A doing thing B, like the the intersecting of it. Like it's it's a very modern show in, in its complexity and its kind of you need to binge it uh, situation. Yeah. Whereas Powerpuff Girls, it it's very much still in that episodic. You know, you don't need everyone everything doing all of their bits every episode. Right, And that's more of a function of, you know, when they came out and what they're trying to accomplish than the shows themselves. So maybe it's more of a question of in which era was the ensemble cast more supportive
0: Mm -hmm. or or more effective. Yeah.
1: Um, And I think, you know, the dynamics and the unpredictability of Arcane gives it the edge. Because with Powerpuff Girls, yes, the the ensemble is is strong and the individual characters are good, but they're kind of always doing the same thing, and the story itself is uh, is is too static.
0: Yeah, they're more like Erector set pieces. Mm-hmm. The pieces are always kind of the same, even if you put them together in different configurations. The configurations are the same. Whereas the Arcane is more like Legos, where like you can attach each one to a different one and you get something new. Yeah,
1: you get something different. It's not the same. Like doll that I made, but this has a hat, and the hat is the mayor because the mayor's in this right. episode. <laughs>
0: I think that makes sense. And if I can put my thumb on the scale a little bit, Silk was a fucking original character, dude. Do not steal. Yeah, do <laughs> not, that,
1: I mean, get, try to get away with that. Yeah, he'll he'll cut you <laughs> in the underground. You lose a you you lose an arm if you're lucky. Yeah, and I can't wait to see what kind of uh, anime waifus they put into the next season.
0: I think we're full up, man. Mm, were they? <laughs>
1: you got to look at the character <laughs> roster, man. Okay. Yeah, great. Right. Well, the Arcane
0: gets it. Arcane. Wake up to the sound of the silent <laughs> silent
1: sound sound uh, Next up, um, somewhat related to, to the ensemble cast, we have Best Sibling Dynamic. Ooh. Yeah, we had some very interesting uh, character pairs that ended up working on sibling uh, uh, lines. Um, so, of course, you know, first off, we have uh, Jinx and Vi from Arcane. Naturally. Right? We see them both uh, as youngsters and then as young adults uh, navigating this world that uh, doesn't really want to deal with them, and they force it to in different ways.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh- I mean, I I love that in more recent animation, we're getting more focus on sibling dynamics. Hero, yeah, villain, yeah. I don't care about these things. I want real personal connections. And it's mm-hmm. it's hard to get to a more personal connection than sibling, let alone um, orphaned sibling.
1: Yeah. And you can see their relationship affect all of their decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up, uh, also one you just mentioned, Cinderella and Anastasia from Cinderella. They are stepsisters, yes, um, but we see really impressive and dynamic character growth and empathy from each other um, compared to the source material. Um, We see Anastasia really understand what love means. We see Cinderella really kind of take charge of her own story, um, and we see them like growing to care for each other and develop self-sacrifice even as the bonds that uh, uh that join them become less significant sure yeah and finally we have moses and ramses uh from the prince of egypt
0: best and worst boy
1: yeah yeah um the you know ramses is also an original character do not steal, uh, I think at least in, in the original telling, yes. Um, but it adds so much to Moses's uh character arc and the emotionality of his decisions. Damn, you see two approaches in stark contrast. This
0: is, uh, um, this is really hard. It's another tricky one. <laughs> this is tricky. Let's let's see, let's start with Arcane buying powder, man. Yeah, the see, the thing with. The thing with Arcane that is so hard to top is they take their time, dude. <laughs> they take their time and they put in the work. And yeah, it's it's cartoon versus movie. You only have so much time to blow. So I get it. Mm-hmm. But goddamn, like the the whole, the whole, uh, I'm going to try to avoid spoilers here, but Powder's development in this kind of like, there's two ways this character can go. And it's Vi's interaction that really govern which way it's going to tip. Mean that mm-hmm. so much of the plot is balanced upon this sister fulcrum. Mm-hmm. Um, god damn, yeah, that's oh my god, that's really strong. <laughs> and to to say nothing of like, you know, the the sort of replacement hamster thing that uh, that Powder sees Vi potentially doing the fact that oh, Vi yeah. sees Powder kind of doing the replacement uh, father archetype. Um, so there's like, there's not merely tenderness there. There's also kind of bitter rejection of like, you weren't there for me, so I had to find someone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's, a, it's a very um, it's multi-layered, complex relationship. Yeah. Which
0: is what I'm looking for in sibling stuff. For Cinderella and Anastasia... We've definitely made some strides from the source material, but I don't think that we've gone enough to label them best siblings. Sure. At the end of the day... Or or most dynamic siblings. Most dynamic. At the end of the day... or No, sorry,
1: it's best sibling dynamic.
0: Best sibling dynamic. I do do think that they are still kind of in their own stories. Yeah, I agree. Cinderella is working on a different set of metrics than Anastasia. Even Anastasia, like, the biggest sibling moment that I kind of saw was like, was, was her rejecting being Cinderella like in appearance mm. in order to be herself because she didn't want someone to love her as Cinderella. She wanted someone to love yeah. her. That but has, that was more of an internal struggle. It's nothing to do with Cinderella. Like there, there's, mm-hmm. That's kind of the point is it's, it's all on her there. So yeah. even though they had good interactions, I don't think that any of them were particularly... It wasn't the core of the work. And that's not a problem with the work. That's just... The focus wasn't <laughs> on the sibling relationship, and in Arcane it very much was. Yeah. And in Prince of Egypt it very much was. <laughs> yeah, like even right there in the beginning, the fact that the the Pharaoh interacts with both of them in a different way. Yeah. Like it it, it really reminded me of the kind of Azula Zuko paradigm of like there's a rivalry yeah. here and one of them is clearly the favor the favored one and the other one's got a deal
1: yeah and it's their parents fault
0: uh, entirely yeah <laughs> well it's the entire notion of a dynasty going to the firstborn's fault
1: but yes oh yeah yeah dynastic politics uh, once again it causes an issue i feel just like... one issue though <laughs> just the one everything else is aces
0: so yeah that's and, and interestingly it's not the only sibling dynamic moses has Mm-hmm. But it's clearly the most important one because, uh, like Arcane, it is the fulcrum upon which the plot balances.
1: Agreed. Uh,
0: yeah, so most dynamic, or best sibling
1: dynamic. Best sibling dynamic. Which sibling relationship adds the most to the piece?
0: I think it's Prince of Egypt.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Arcane, it, it definitely is very charged emotionally on Vibes and Powder's part. But they're more or less having one conversation over the course of the season. Right. It's not really changing to a significant degree episode to episode. What I really love about the sibling dynamic in Prince of Egypt, and maybe this is an unfair comparison to me, is that it ends. Hmm the the sibling dynamic from infancy you know we kind of had this Walt Disney esque or this Disney esque boiling down of family is everything uh, you know you always depend on your family and that those bond those bonds are thicker than any other kind of bond there is you know you always yeah. come back to that and in Prince of Egypt those bonds are tested because it's family against family. And so it's no longer a question of being true to your family. It's a question of, is this the person I once knew? And it it isn't for either of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Not really because of any internal fault that they had. They were just conditioned to be separate people. Yeah. Uh. And that, I, I don't know. I love that when Moses comes back, they, they greet each other as brothers. They're like, we want... We want this to go back to the same, the way it but was. It, but it can't last. Yeah. It it can't go back. Home's not there anymore. You know. Right. It's, it's only. And I I love that they acknowledge the notion of a sibling relationship changing over time, whereas mm-hmm. Arcane, it kind of feels like they're fighting that truth.
1: Yeah. It's 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 used as a continuous through line rather than a thing that itself can also be adjusted. Right. Yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. It just. God, God, God!
1: I love a good sibling dynamic. Thank you, Zane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or should it's... I say Moses? Oh yes, and maybe an honorary mention to um in the critic, like uh Jay and his sister Margot. Like that's it. That's an interesting one. It's not. It's really, really as like central as the other ones. It couldn't. Um, but be. I, I, the critic focuses cause... entirely upon
0: Jay Sherman and not at all yeah. on anyone else. So it's like, too it, one-sided. It is too one-sided, but. That being said, it was, it, it nice was one of the it. most pleasant relationships of the show. So, yeah.
1: What do you got next?
0: All right, next in, we got it. It's our, it's, our, it's our old favorite standby. Who would oh win boy. in a fight?
1: I, lo- I look forward to this. I take the mech off the table. Yeah, we
0: are yeah. a mechless dining party today, mm-hmm. so no if Voltron. The, if,
1: the, if the boys from Voltron want to fight, they better put up their strongest and step away. Exactly. Maybe that guy with nipple armor.
0: Uh, speaking of nipple armor, let's start <laughs> with the real hot contender, Gumboing,
1: uh, Gumby, Gumby,
0: <laughs> Gumby. Yeah. Gumby from Gumby. Yeah. So yeah, he, he have magic powers. He can melt. He can melt into. He's got meltman powers. powers. Hmm. He can meld into surfaces and then pop back out. It's good for camouflage. It's good for giving the slip. It's good for ambushes. I think he's more of a guile hero, more of a creative yeah, he,
1: creative fighter. And, and he himself, you know, he's a very innocent boy, but we, we see him, you know, commit some atrocities and just we don't think about it that hard because it was the 50s. Yes. But uh, he's up to some shit. He gets up to some shit.
0: He's also very uh, sturdy you know Mm -hmm. in the same way in the way that rubber
1: men are (laughs) well yeah i mean he can kind of adjust it right like either he can be the flexible thing or he can make other things bounce off of him like um you know you 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 see him changing shape but also changing consistency that hugely versatile
0: absolutely yeah this is an elastic manpower uh going up against him a somewhat incongruous change um Vash the Stampede, the humanoid typhoon. Mhm. Now he's got uh, he's got a silly side, but it yeah. don't stick around for long. Uh, yeah. You know, he 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 was so destructive as to necessitate the insurance companies that followed him the category of human act of god <laughs> because they were sick of trying to clean up after him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. enough yeah. Said.
1: Incredible incredibly dangerous has capabilities of huge amounts of firepower but will probably avoid the angel arm because he's not fighting his sworn nemesis you know
0: but he he's not trying to level a town that just sort of happens what he tries (laughs) to do is give the slip so we have another guile hero almost like he doesn't Mm. shoot people to kill them he he disarms he does does leg shots he diverts bullet fire he dives behind walls he's He's also kind of a trickster, a roguish archetype. Mm-hmm. And what better matchup for these two outboxers than uh, the Man, the Myth, the Legend, the one and only animated version of Mike Tyson? <laughs> I'm talking <Yeah. laughs> specifically about Mike Tyson in the Mike Tyson mysteries shows, wherein he is unchained. He's <laughs> unhinged from, reali- from reality, which means that he is mere moments away from Fisty Cuff's... At any given moment. Also important, he knows the secret of disabling ghosts. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Be
1: gone, spirit. Hey, thanks for teaching me that, Marcus. Thanks for
0: teaching me that? Like, can you imagine? Just, just, just say nothing of that actual ability. The, the, the sheer metaphysical potential of this guy that he
1: just picked it up. <laughs> like, who Incredible. knows what he's capable in, Gu- in Gumby's <laughs> world? Who knows? I I would love to start with him versus Gumby simply so we can get the yo Marcuses out of the way. Hey Marcus.
0: I'm Gumby, hey Marcus. damn it.
1: <laughs> hey Marcus, what is this guy? Some kind of some kind of Play-Doh man? He appears to be he appears to be some sort of a rubber
0: rubber mascot character. I didn't say rubber mascot, I said Play-Doh man.
1: <laughs> so so is the guy in there? I got to rip his head off first. <laughs> this isn't a match. You don't have to do anything. All right, I'm going at him. I'm hitting fight or flight. I ain't never seen this before. Oh, I'm going to get another fender bender. <laughs> okay, so so clearly, you know, he's he's coming in with the fast punches. He is. Uh, have we seen Gumby take a punch before, or is it just, like, flattening usually? <laughs> I
0: kind of think that it's the um, Daffy Duck way of getting exploded. Like, the bill goes yeah. backwards, and that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, he... I, um,
0: I... I would argue that he can take a punch without... Like, his head spins around. He doesn't yeah, got and any neck assuming, there. There's no problem. We're
1: assuming these people are, are willing to fight. So Mike Tyson comes in with a punch. It, it's not super effective, right? Gumby right. Can, can put himself back together He's essentially easy. a wacky inflatable tube man. Now Mike is confused. And there are two things Mike can do when he gets confused. <laughs> he can really up the aggression, which in this case I don't think is going to change much. Um, or he can just kind of like... Take a step back and like just ponder for like a day. Um <laughs> I think Gumby has has too many options and he's disabled Mike's primary verb set.
0: Okay. Well I guess the question is which runs out first? Uh Gumby's um Gumby's uh Gum ability to take a punch or Mike Tyson's ability to throw them?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we. He's we see, he's fully
0: capable of fighting an entire like chess
1: competitor convention. <laughs> you know, like it's not really a fair comparison. I don't know. What it's the, the only one I is. had.
0: Okay, I'm just working with what I got. But yeah, he, he uh, well, is easily confusable. So yeah, I, the mental. Gun- Gumby is all he would defense.
1: Gumby's all defense, no offense, right? Sure. Um. So if he, you know, had to trick Mike Tyson into. A scenario let's say they're fighting in that weird oven with like rollers that can flatten people um you know i I think gumby has the edge there i think really the only situation that would happen where he can't beat mike tyson is if we're in some sort of like ice like an ice box like a deep freeze situation Mm, gotcha or on the moon where we've seen both of them (laughs) (laughs) but let's uh let's see if gumby can take out vash on the moon, no one can hear you count to ten. <laughs> That's why you gotta win by by uh, by points. By decaffeination. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he's it,
0: it, Mike Tyson of Mike Tyson Mysteries is a treasure of a character. Again, not Mike Tyson.
1: Not Mike Tyson. <laughs> he's an atrocity. A lot of the he's time. he's had a couple technical fouls. He's got a couple technical fouls, but the character. Whew, oodle Holly. gumby versus vash is tricky again can bullets harm gumby i think so more so just because like like he puts himself into the like the cowboy space often enough yeah um and we see him deform but we're not seeing like a load of bullets going through him um i'm wondering if vash would get to that point or if he would try something else first you know uh, catch him on fire or lure him into a crossfire between bandit gangs or, or something like that. You know, it, it's very much the guile. He's trying to avoid that fight, but he's definitely got the firepower to finish it.
0: Mm, yeah, I think I agree. I, I think that um, his trickiness won't work on Vash because Vash is also tricksy. And once you get past mm-hmm. the trickiness, that's kind of all Gumby has.
1: It works good on mm-hmm. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's very easily confused. <laughs> um yeah so uh mike tyson versus vash mm. so okay vash is going to accept a fist fight he's not he's not gonna jump right to guns he's a man of honor he's a man of honor and he is a man who just has to see where this is going Right. <laughs> 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 he's like oh another humanoid typhoon no kidding <laughs> oh wow ali mumbai Sir, I challenge... You know, he puts on that fake serious voice. I challenge you to, to a proper fisty cuffs under the full moon at dawn. Did someone say proper fisty cuffs? Yo, Marcus, <laughs> can you lay down the rules here? Yo, is this street legal? <laughs> is this street legal? Where's the merch Where's table? <laughs> is this a plant man? <laughs> Got the plant me. man cometh. Um, yeah, so Vash versus Tyson. Vash can dodge quite a bit, right? Like, he dodges bullets on the regular. He does. Does he punch? Does he fight? Does he... Like, he would have to, like, hold up metal plates for Mike Tyson to punch against, but animated Mike Tyson's not going to be stopped by that.
0: No, no. And, like, he Kool-Aid mans through a good number of buildings
1: in Mike Tyson Mysteries. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I
0: think that Vash's... Regular defense of hide behind something is going to do less than nothing against Mike Tyson.
1: He'll just go through it. <laughs> All right, so let's say let's say he tries to up it. He's like, okay, time to use a gun. I don't like doing this, but I'll do it. Um, I think I think Mike Tyson can get shot and keep going. Yeah, I feel like he could take a
0: bullet <laughs> in this circumstance.
1: <laughs> you know, Vash takes a lot of bullets and keeps going, and and Tyson has like two hundred pounds and three feet on. Yeah, him. also
0: how badly. Uh, like like, Dash is a is a creature of mercy. He's a creature of love and peace. How badly does he have to be getting beat up before he actually pulls out the gun? Pretty. Mm-hmm. He's got to be in pretty
1: rough straits. <laughs> I feel like Mike Tyson can finish the fight. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, are, is the, does this come to a battle royale now? I
0: believe so. I think we got another cluster cuss. Mike, Mike Tyson's, Tyson's
1: clearly going to be initiating something. He's he's the instigator. We'd say yes. Gumby, he's he can't he's putting that off to the side right now. There's a gun.
0: <laughs> a gun is aggression. Aggression is something to be aggressed at. Vash um, is clearly... to fight a flight.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and naturally, Mike Tyson will only fight one person at a time.
1: Yeah, because he, he can't really pay attention to more. I like, get distracted. <laughs> I just bet that he's used to a boxing ring, but that's also true. <laughs> that's a, that's a good point. Multiple reasons. I like the idea that while he's fighting Vash. Um, like his team is trying to figure out Gumby, like that's a mystery. Like bringing the mystery side of it. They've they've never really been a capable mystery solving team. No, but they're they're cur- like they're Gumby fits into that team I, as a mascot. I mean,
0: Pitch is going to be trying to figure out the 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 mechanics of how to fuck a gum
1: a gum horse, <laughs> you know. Uh, all right, so you can get holes, but it's not. Par- oh, boy. <laughs> like,
0: well, well, it, it, probably a witch got there first. It's, uh, it, you this, know.
1: this might cause more problems than it solves. Yeah,
0: it's all the same in the dark. Gumdark. <laughs>
1: but I. Th- like, are I you familiar think... with the genre of gumdark fantasy? <laughs> <laughs> it's as dumb as it sounds, perhaps more so. <laughs> um, like, I think if if, you know, his time is taken up by fighting Vash for a little bit. Gumby might just escape into another like world like he might not stick around to deal with this or his team might like take a little like uh, uh Mike Tyson's team might take a little time to analyze and figure out okay how do we how do we deal with this right or like they can convince Mike to intimidate him or run him over with a car or just like I, I don't know what verbs Mike Tyson has, but I feel like giving him a little extra time to work out his aggression, like, he'll be able to think through this one a little better. D- d-
0: d- is that unreasonable? I think it is unreasonable. I think that additional time does not glean him additional mental resources. <laughs> <laughs> I think that it's just giving Gumby more time to stack up his advantages. He's 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 able to see Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's kind of a one-trick pony, and it's a pretty yeah. big pony, but he, you know, he's <laughs> he's going to be punching. Gumby has yeah, dealt he, with punchers. He's, yeah, he's from the 50s. If, That's the only
1: form of aggression that we legalize. <laughs> and if Vash, you know, even if Vash turned on Gumby immediately, he's not dying immediately to gunshots. It's, it's a volume issue. Um, Gumby can increase his size. He can become less elastic, so he's harder to punch. He can, he can like, just collapse on top of Mike Tyson and he, that dude's stuck.
0: Yeah, not much he can do. Yeah,
1: yeah if, punching, Mar- if only the Marcus were here. Market. To defuse the situation, if only, if only. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I think Gumby. <laughs> I think Gumby's the man. Of, man of the hour. I think he is.
0: Yeah. Keeping and I, I recognize that... I could have tried to make a fist fight between Vi and Mike Tyson, but this is more fun for me.
1: Oh yeah, and I think each of these characters could probably take on a lot of the characters in previous who would win in a fight Like, yeah, oh man, put, put Gumby against Popeye. I want to see that. That's a horrifying matchup. Yeah, he just just beats Gumby down into a bunch of little Gumblings. Yeah.
0: Whoop 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 whoop.
1: But yeah, Gumby. Good. good. Nice. Good. He's Gumby. Damn it. He's Gumby. Damn it. Okay. Last one. Last
0: one from Zane. What do you got?
1: Well, Ben, it is um. A much smaller version of Biggest Conspiracy, this is Biggest Coincidence. Okay. So th- these are moments in the episodes where we're like, absolutely not. This, like, it's not because of anything. It's not suspension of disbelief. This is just a dumb thing that I think they overlooked. Okay. Um, Might, might as well stay on Mike Tyson. It's It's worth mentioning, he gets Mysteries. And he ends up talking to the person who gave the mystery. He does not follow the directions given by the person who sent the mystery.
0: It's unclear <laughs> what the beginning end of this process looks like.
1: <laughs> right. Or what is it, it, it is supposed to look like. We
0: only get the in media res. This is the plot of the episode. It is a gimmick of a bygone era uh, yeah. that they have decided to recycle whole cloth.
1: And I know that it is an intentional thing, that there is no logic to how he gets there. But, um, like, they didn't need to make that disconnect, and they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's an intentional coincidence. <laughs> it is, yes. Um, next up, Voltron. We have, You're telling me. And this, this category might as well be called, you're telling me. You're telling me. You're telling me. This team of five color-coded space heroes banded together to fight evil, and then they found Voltron. Yeah, they were (laughs) color-coded first, is an interesting notion. They were space rangers against evil first. (laughs) They had no mechanism by which to do so. (laughs) They happened to find the ultimate cosmic good.
0: (laughs) Well, they, much like the the people behind the merchandising, they uh, didn't wait until they had a product to sell. They made mm-hmm. the they made the um, they made the demand and then they supplied it.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they willed this creature into existence. They probably willed the villains into
0: existence <laughs> just so they had someone yeah. to fight. They mm, they, they
1: treated like a Casanova Frankenstein to keep strong the alliance of Earth and the other good planets.
0: Yeah, the other good ones. <laughs> I, I, I wonder what other kind of uh, villains they would have tried to bring back.
1: Uh, what about Deathman? Oh, Deathman is dead. <laughs> um deep, and then finally deep cut to mystery Man for y'all mystery man is an example of a cartoon that's not animated mystery man is an example of a mega man villain we we were we were thinking of like a special for a thing that is live action but clearly a cartoon and i think that qualifies nice um and then finally eight crazy nights adam sandler's backstory involves him being the star of the big championship game <laughs> on christmas You're telling me on hanukkah on the night of his parents death
0: <laughs> yeah it is kind of a lot to take in
1: <laughs> like they didn't need his whole tragic backstory to be as <laughs> like extreme as it was it could just there be, was so hey, much kid, whitey in the died. way
0: we had to make it really obvious that this was a sad moment and if only all of the characters
1: treated it like a sad moment and not it like was... a joke send up <laughs> It felt like a sports anime. Like yes, all of these important character beats are happening in the context of basketball
0: <laughs> on the same night. Yep. Uh, may I offer you yet another? Please. Uh, plot inconsistency, or 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 weirdness, or whatever you yep. called it. Yep. I'd like to for you to remember in Straight Out of Nowhere the device. Everything.
1: <laughs> yes. That was mind controlling dogs.
0: So they at some point drop into this basement, which has, I don't remember the specifics, but it's got an auto dialer, a gramophone, a, <laughs> a typewriter. A typewriter. It's just got a bunch of Maybe archaic like technology. <laughs> and not only is it capable of giving, uh, you know, the Courage the Cowardly Dog theme to dogs and no one else, but it also auto dials <laughs> a bunch of businessmen and brain
1: controls them over the phone to give them money. And also it turns off gravity. Like what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you feel free to sub that in for one of the others. That's really good.
0: Uh, I'll I'll put that one in for the um for the Adam Sandler one. Just oh yeah. Because it, it it is like a it is like a um cons- it it is kind of like a coincidence pile up. But it's not Christmas and Hanukkah are going to happen vaguely at the same era.
1: Sure, it's sure. Like, and the yeah. basketball tournament. Of course, they would schedule it then.
0: Right. Yeah, it's a time where all the families are together. I get it. Sure. Well, except for one. It's very sad. Oh, tragic. Oh my god, it's so tragic! <laughs> it's a tragedy! <laughs> uh, go back to the A Crazy Nights episode if you want to hear me talking a lot of shit about <laughs> the way they deal with the tone of a tragedy in that movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright. Alright, so we, we have the Ridiculous Machine in... Um, Courage. Encouraged we got Mike Tyson somehow
1: over. managing to get to his destination, and we've got Voltron space heroes. These, these are this biggest coincidence or biggest. You're telling me.
0: I like the biggest coincidence of because with Courage the Cowardly Dog, we're fully off the rails by that point. You know, mm. like we I've already been spending. That's the turning point. I've been I've been spending like an hour. Yeah, that's that's when it gets the most aggressive. But before then, we're dealing with like a giant. You know, a giant uh, the 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 fucking car had parachutes or something. It, it, it had. Yeah. It was ridiculous. It was ridiculous before <laughs> we got here, so I was sort of
1: it's, primed it's, for it. It was ridiculous at the premise of two mystery dogs.
0: So I think we're going to grade these not on which one is most ridiculous, but which one is most uh, ridiculous in contrast to the rest of what's up. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, uh huh. So, what were the other two?
1: Voltron uh, and. Voltron mike tyson
0: mike tyson mike tyson's already pretty silly i think this one's gotta go to voltron
1: because
0: like they're so self-serious that the fact that they are (laughs) color-coded is just like i mean clearly it's it's an artifact of a bygone era wherein doug funny has the same set of clothes 20 times in his closet which Uh i like in in isolation But there's also coordination amongst multiple people here. (laughs) Like, Doug Funny could have been and is revealed to be a real strange specimen. Right. This requires five independent strange specimens. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then the Voltron happens. So, yeah, we give it to Voltron
1: for curiously color-coded uniforms. You know, the real question is, how does Mike Tyson box? Or, damn it. So How close. does Mike Tyson type with boxing gloves on? How does he box with typing gloves on? I bet he has typing it's not, gloves. Not it, regula- it's like reading not glasses. regulation, yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: okay, um, do you have one more? Or is it onto the... Um... I got one more. Okay,
0: great. Uh, and this one was a, a, a bit of a long shot, but let me see if uh, you like what I'm yeah. putting down. Yeah, so we'll this work. one I call Biggest Payoff for Creative Liberties Taken. Ooh, yeah. Now, by this, I mean which which show decided to bend reality and did it to good effect? So this could be a historical reality. This could be a biblical reality. Something that happened in the real world that has been doctored, and the show was made better for that doctoring. Great. First up, we got bootlegged episode The Prince of Egypt. Sure. Again, that was a good movie, guys. We're going to talk about it a lot. (laughs) Um, So... The character of Ramses, as you had stated, complete fabrication, also was the only thing that made that show emotionally resonant. Mm -hmm. Uh, That that was the core of the drama of the piece, so I'm going to put that as our first one. Sure. Second, Rise of the Guardians. The notion of all of these um, children myths as their kind of own power source in a Monsters Inc. kind of way The fact that they all have their own powers related to different turnings of the world. Um, The notion that the boogeyman is in some way at odds with them. Like, they're all a lot of fun little plot hooks that you could have easily written off as fables be weird. Yeah. So once you don't let fables be weird, once you feel the need to explain them, this is what pops out. And it can Mm -hmm. be pretty cool. Uh, And finally... From the holiday episodes, the Futurama Xmas. So this is something where the writers are like, they got we gotta have a Christmas episode of some kind. What if
1: we It's gonna to be took, different in a thousand years?
0: Can we take the rails off of what Christmas is supposed to be and try to think of it in a wizards like interpretation yeah. of religion in the far future in a place when we've forgotten what religion is supposed to be? <laughs> And so we get the robot Santa. We get um, Xmas being the canonical uh, pronunciation of Christmas. Yep. Uh, yeah, we get a lot of good like little nuggets just because they decided to take the guardrails off of Christmas and let it be whatever it was going to be in Futurama.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, I can tell you right now that Futurama is going to win this. Yeah. Um, for a number of reasons. So first off, just looking at the other two, we have myth based on you know uh, uh common cultural and mythological perceptions of events I'll say mm-hmm. that sure um in biblical stories doesn't explicitly say there's no Ramses yes there were other liberties and adjustments taken um but because the framing of that story is kind of bird's eye um it's heaven's uh, eye heaven's from heaven's eye um it necessarily misses the the human element in some situations so um, it definitely paid off that they included it, but I don't know that it was a liberty per se. I don't know if it was a huge liberty. Like, clearly there was a lot of other things going on that we can just say. I mean, yeah, you're kind through- of
0: splitting hairs though. Like, this is a biblical yeah. story. We're going to have to inject drama in it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that the place that they put it in, like, I don't know. Is, is it is it really a defense to say we don't know there wasn't a Ramses? That feels like <laughs> well, a reach.
1: Well, no, I just think that the, the, you know, the payoff of it is could we have had a a strong, you know, good thematically resonant movie without Ramsey's where the focus is on the father-son thing or on, you know, the God and Moses as a father-son thing or the, you know, his own identity. There there was enough else there um, as evidenced by the fact that the movie The Ten Commandments happened. Yeah, I guess I suppose <laughs> um, that's true. It was a I very guess it's good, not
0: as much of a load-bearing
1: Ramsey's as I thought. it it, it's definitely a huge add to the movie but it doesn't stand alone it's it's one of many pillars that's a good um and then rise of the guardians um you know they 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 got to pick which myths they put in there And
0: and yeah and uh and make up for the sake of the movie
1: yeah yeah sure uh the the jack frost as i understand
0: it was not a thing
1: no, yeah, it's it's, it's just, uh, just
0: poetic. It's just like um, fucking uh, William Blake said said something one time, and people just
1: kind of kept saying it. William Blake was a real guy, though, right?
0: Yeah, he's a famous poet. He uh, did a uh, uh, not "Song of Fire and Ice." What am I fucking thinking of? Uh, <laughs> it, 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 he did "Tiger, Tiger, Burning Bright" um, in the forest of the night. He did uh, "Little Lamb," who made the "Dostana," who made the oh yeah yeah. He did a lot of biblical references in his uh, in his poems.
1: Hmm. Um yeah, so the, the um the payoff of using these mythological figures and seeing how their abilities adapt to a modern Avengers type thing yeah. is, it's cool. It's um it's definitely interesting, but it raises a lot of questions which distract from the piece. Um, like, you know, the whole do they believe in us because we're real, or do are we real because they believe in us? You know, Yeah, um, the whole thing with fucking doing fairy, fairy memories. memories?
0: Yeah. It, it, there's a lot of fat on that product.
1: Where, where are the other mythological creatures? Yeah, where's the leprechaun be... and the, the frankenchokey? Is this like a Titan's West thing? <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but So I, I really like it as the core, um, but it did add a lot of chaff. Sure. Whereas this, the robot Santa... so elegant uh it it takes this idea of how culture could progress and how american capitalism would make a santa yeah for for i can imagine a million reasons uh and did it wrong and made it dystopian and then Uh, it's
0: it's like the old saying goes if uh santa if robot santa didn't invest didn't exist man would invent him
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) the same is true of all robots really yeah Um, so, and, and then that creation, that idea of robot Santa being bad, you know, punishing the bad children feeds back into the mythology of Futurama itself, right? Because then he goes off to Neptune and we get the Neptunians and we get the, the workshop there. And then it expands into the Hanukkah zombie and uh, Kwanzaa bot. And you're like, okay, these are new wrinkles that also fit in this weird world. Like, it, and, and
0: the, the cosmology of Futurama allows for it because they're just the, the guardrails are so amorphous to begin with. You have the whole universe to play with many different realities into, including uh, a cowboy planet, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and time travels on the table, like nothing's out of bounds. You can it, say in one random episode, that Bender's name is Bender Bending Rodriguez and he
1: you know he's coming back. That comes back a lot. He hencho in Mexico. <laughs> enjoy Mexico. Um the Latins yeah. are so hot blooded. That they that they build the world so much without ever leaving the city is great.
0: <laughs> yeah, and there there's no civil engineer coming around cleaning it up. It all just gets to stay there.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like Love that.
0: It. Yeah pour one out for robot santa um, Gone too soon in the future believe. yes i want to digress for a second as a uh a bit of palate cleansing rejoinder sure. we are talking about santa a lot today were you ever as a as a fellow jewish kid were you ever under the impression that jesus and santa were the same dude like
1: there's intentional overlap right
0: Give give because like let's like just just thinking about it for a second, they both happen at Christmas, and Jesus being a singular person is already kind of wishy washy math.
3: Yeah, like
0: there's already that three in one combo set. Like, how hard would it be to fit a Saint Nick
1: in there? I don't know, man. When I was like eight, I feel like my brain just lumped them all into the same dude. I was actually naive enough of Jesus for a lot of my childhood that it didn't come up. Um, I remember I was in mime class once. Don't ask. Um, Why would I? <laughs> and oh, the, the instructor. This was like I was like ten maybe. The instructor, w- uh, you know, put on an audio CD like telling the story of Jesus, you know, in in a song thing, and was doing the miming and acting out to like show us the craft. Mm-hmm. And all the other kids were asking like, "Ooh, yeah, how did you show, you know, like, oh that he's lifting that up and you show the tension in your legs were, you know, they weren't that complex, but that oh, was kind of the idea of the exercise?"
0: Like, like the one guy who does the um does the miming to those songs, you know, yeah, the yeah. the one that I'm the talking torn about. Torn cover. Yeah. Torn cover. Yeah. Oh god, that's in the show notes.
1: It was like that. And all the kids were like focused on the the medium of miming, and I was like Wait. So, what's happening with a lamb? Who is this? Yeah. A, I don't. I don't follow. And they were like, "No, you know, it's Jesus." I'm like, "Could you? Could you just like summarize me?" <laughs> for, Jesus. For, for... Yes, so the same, I've known I'm, the man. I could. It was one of my the, earliest. Okay, memories. Okay.
0: So now he's three people and also
1: a lamb. Guys, you're, lo- you're losing your heads, fellas. It, it was one of the earliest memories of mine. Recognizing that an adult was slowly losing their patience with me. <laughs> nice. Oh, that's such a fun moment that stays (laughs) with you because
0: you're like i'm I'm disappointed in authority figure and i don't have a way out and i wasn't
1: trying to yeah it it was like a a, another digression i was in like a like a county choir or something once for some event and we were doing like a like a hallelujah thing and they were like guys you, you gotta give it more energy right this you know this is christ is born even if you're not christian this has to mean something to you i'm like why does it (laughs) are you are you
0: sure are you are you sure you understand with what christian means in this context (laughs) i i would almost argue that not being christian means that you don't care that christ was born (laughs) like kind of
1: by definition almost well you know it's (laughs) we also talked about jesus a lot this year so (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, he brings presents. He, (laughs) you know, (laughs) he gets on that sleigh.
0: He negotiates reindeer contracts. He's an important seller. (laughs) He
1: oversees the Yetis. Yeah, that's it's a full time job. All right. So now um, we have split up the best episode because we have had so many weird ones and so many movies. Um, We've split it up into bonus episode, movie episode, and tip you know traditional episode. Indeed. And we will still do the two and two, I believe.
0: I think that makes sense.
1: Cool. Uh, which would you like to start with?
0: Let's start with best movie episode. Sure. Um, you're, you you want to go first? I will go first. My uh, first choice is uh, Straight Out of Nowhere. Hmm. Uh, not that it was a good movie, but the conversation involved not merely Dan Caves, but also our friend Nick. So we had <laughs> one. Uh, we had one expert apiece... And uh, just having both of their feedback on near constant uh, basis was was really fun. And I thought that our 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 discussion never let up, which is like the hallmark the, of a good episode.
1: The topic was full of incidents without being without requiring attention. Yep. <laughs> yes. <laughs> which yes. Is it was perfect worked. for these four specific people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was That's a really good one. one. A lot of really fun digressions. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, in a similar vein, Cinderella 3. Um, so Brie was a great addition to our guest roster. Um, I thought that she had really fun energy. She matched the chaos of the movie. And it was great to navigate a movie that was completely unpredictable from one scene to the next without having to take it seriously. Yeah, I, mean, I learned so she, she's much. She's beige alone.
0: <laughs> I'm very proud of myself. Uh, yeah, to, to say nothing of, like, some of the wonderful moments with Prince Charming and like him actually being a character,
1: uh, mm-hmm. yeah so. and, and big shout out to Brie because like coming on the show uh after yeah. we've done so many, coming on and matching immediately, really solid work.
0: I think that she knew what she was getting into just because Nick being a <laughs> near constant presence, like that you don't know what yeah. that does to a person
1: and her occasional jumping in on uh, empowered I appreciate I she knows it our flow. thank you very much
0: yes, indeed my next one is the life and adventures of santa claus a movie that does not behave like a movie and i took great pleasure in pointing it out every (laughs) five minutes or so
1: oh man just the sheer nonsense of it i love how like we were able to explain how each piece either fits perfectly into or completely rejects the overall theming (laughs) that it's going for
0: but but as i said at the time that's so liberating yeah, it, it, you quickly learn not to pay too much. It just like let the myth wash over you and see what sticks. Cause like there's too much to. That there, there was. There, remember Will, the 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 Nook <laughs> or Gnome or some fucking weird. The reindeer, race? the reindeer uh, guy. Yeah, the reindeer salesman.
1: <laughs> and how Ack had to, you know help support his business rights (laughs) that was so funny i i love that we took something that was already so weird and dug down and found something even weirder
0: (laughs) there was an entire like war of of like where they had to summon all the fairies to beat up a bunch of coal monsters they had to convene the council of immortals what the fuck (laughs) yes um
1: yeah yeah, that one was also my second pick but uh, if we are looking for another one i think prince of egypt it's it's not uh necessarily the funniest but i think it's one of our most professional forays into analysis like it felt the closest to our mission statement of doing a lit paper on classic piece of animation and i think that our analysis was spot on and and is additive to a watching of it i think so too and and in that
0: vein i'm going to submit that i think that of the two that you'd mentioned cinderella and prince of egypt i do think that prince of egypt was a stronger episode Mm -hmm. in total
1: and, and I think that uh, The Life and Tides of Santa Claus was, was stronger than uh, s- uh, Straight Out of Nowhere, because at the end of the day, Straight Out of Nowhere is, uh, you know, great time with great guys, but we've all podcasted together quite a bit, and, uh, you know, it's easy to just fall in the same rhythm.
0: Yeah, we, we, we end up circling a lot of similar cul-de-sacs. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so what do we, we want to say?
1: Do we have a consensus? Uh, you know, we I think we both veered toward it. I think Life in Times of Santa Claus is just too, too, it's unique and it's a shorter, shorter ask for someone to, to listen to.
0: It's just so liberating. Like, it's the two sides of the spectrum. One of them, we had a lot invested in the story because we grew up with it. So, that, like, having that grounding point of being able to look at it from every different angle was really enlightening. Mm-hmm. And then the from the other side of the pond, Life and Adventures of Santa Claus, they tell you very quickly, don't this is not the Santa Claus with which you are familiar. We're gonna <laughs> tell you what you need to know when you need to know it, and then never again. Like yeah. it's it's just so different. And um, Prince of Egypt,
1: yeah. you know, it's easy to rave about a good movie. Uh, Prince of Egypt is a good movie without us life and adventures of santa claus is a good movie because of us i agree we i agree (laughs) we did life and
0: adventures of santa claus justice yes so that gets Uh, the best movie episode what do you say we do best bonus episode yet
1: yeah 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 um so i guess i'll start this Um, go for it yeah i gotta go with um bionicle so uh super fan alex knows how to sell a man on bionicle <laughs> i think oh it, it, I, I think he and i were really in sync playing to our roles as host and subject matter expert um it helps that you know he wasn't afraid to make fun of a property that he clearly cared about well um, we already knew that from um from code lyoko <laughs> yes yes yeah and, and i think you know the added experience helped him you know focus in and um you know we were able to to streamline it a bit which was good because surprisingly good movie huh yeah yeah
0: yeah makes sense good stuff yeah what about you uh for my first best bonus episode it's the holiday episode sweet sure zane i like that we hit not merely the best but also the rest we started off with charlie (laughs) Brown. Uh, what, how did uh, Superfan Alex put it? The peanuts. Uh, the, Thank God you're a pumpkin on Thanksgiving, Mister Brown. Is that what we called it? <laughs> that's what you said. Yeah. <laughs> did I say that?
1: <laughs> Something like that.
0: Something to that effect. Uh, yeah. I. It was. I like going back and looking at Charlie Brown. It's so different from yeah. what I think of as a cartoon, uh, and that that's really fun. Not like to watch, but to discuss like the ways in which Charlie Brown is a weird artifact of a different era. And mm-hmm. then also we got to gush about Futurama <laughs> being good and yes. Rugrats in it, the prime of its life.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah, I think the, yeah. the
1: Rugrats segment is really the, the strongest part of it. Um, yes. Because of our personal connection to it and also because like, you know... Charlie Brown's been in the cultural lexicon forever, and everybody loved Futurama, but I think those Rugrats episodes spoke to us specifically in a way that was really engaging.
0: I do agree. But I did like going over all the little bits of the Futurama one that made me laugh. I'm going to buy you so many lizards. (laughs) And the way you talked about you know that the writers were like writing down digital numbers to figure out how he would fall. (laughs) That was inspired commentary.
1: Oh, I felt like I was there. Um, it's like you were there and for one where you weren't there uh vinnie pooh so
0: (laughs) oh yeah this was
1: this was a great exposure to winnie the pooh for me i i didn't realize how clever and like sometimes cutting the source dialogue is and when you put it into the context of this soviet cultural production where they were really trying to shame the us's adaptations and the uk's (laughs) adaptations and now bring along Classy Man Dan Caves to reference Voltaire. The whole thing felt like an <laughs> ad to the art to the I art forgot about ago. Voltaire. <laughs> In which the Voltaire's at the Art of De Fae. <laughs> God, Vinnie
0: looks so problematic. Like, I'm just, like, looking at image. I'm just doing image search on it, and this, this is a haunting... This looks like an inscription, boss. First
1: of yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just the eyes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, those dead eyes. But, like... Uh, I, it makes me want to check out the rest of winnie the pooh i feel like there's a lot more there now because i've seen it presented in a way with with care rather than as a disposable medium or in something up from 100 years ago
0: yeah it's very difficult to look at winnie the pooh currently without having a lot of like addendums in your mind mm-hmm. you know it's hard to look at it with fresh eyes and this this definitely offers an opportunity to do so uh yeah and god damn it dan caves <laughs> just knows exactly what episodes he should be on you know <laughs> yep uh, yeah, but, uh,
1: and what, what's your last one?
0: Last one is uh, Land Before Time eight: The Big Freeze. Mostly oh, really? because,
1: <laughs> mostly because you
0: rolled randomly which uh, <laughs> which Land Before Time you'd talk about, but also because I love I love me and Ian convo. Yeah, uh, yeah. one that didn't particularly go anywhere and wasn't particularly insightful, but th- it's you can just, tell that we're just mad. <laughs> it's just fun. It's just fun <laughs> listening to you guys be engaged
1: in a thing you don't want to be engaged in (laughs) yeah like oh no i have made my bed and now i must sleep in it yeah and we're trying to bring the energy we're trying to it's clear that it's so clear that we would much rather be doing empowers
0: yeah it's the meta commentary on it that really makes it pop for me Mm -hmm. i'm
1: so glad because i'm so familiar with both of you that i know that this is not what this looks like that's funny on its own (laughs) uh special mention to dirkman Pittstain's new year's batch um i think the fact that we uh i mean the movie cleaved to a lot of action movie tropes uh yes. made it feel more generic than other media of its ilk it's still very funny but i think we lost something because we were able to make our plot summary yeah um so much more cohesive
0: i'll be honest most of it i cribbed from uh the, the
1: spark notes of die hard <laughs> yeah i so, mean so like, did they that's fair
0: <laughs> that's fair uh, but, yeah. uh, you know,
1: I I did, lo- I did love, you know, being able to introduce so many listeners to the world.
0: Yeah. So of the two you'd mentioned, I think I'm going to go with Bionicle. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that the energy was right <laughs> there. And that's really what drives a lot of those
1: one-legged uh, episodes. Because when you hear somebody, you know, rave about something from their childhood, and then, you know, a guy who's new to it says, well, justify that love to me. Yeah. And then he and then he fucking does it? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> no, he 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 put the notes together. He made it work.
1: Yeah, really good. He he did more research than I do. Yeah. Um I think the holiday episodes were were really great. Um I think that uh you know that that fragmented that sweet format that we saw. I really love do, that.
0: I really love that approach for these kind of littler things.
1: Yeah, it lends itself to uh you know, much more targeted conversations that aren't for anyone. Like, I can tell right. somebody, "Oh, listen to our episode on this." You know, because it will remind you of this show. It's like you remember that one episode.
0: <laughs> I think we're also both leaning toward giving holiday episodes the nod. Um, and I—that's that's my vote in any case. Because I, I'm
1: conflicted. I, I think, yeah? you know, just because I think it leans heavily on that. Uh, On that final third and you know a moderate amount on the Futurama it's it's a lot of you know oh I remember this I love this I think uh, Charlie Brown never goes out of style
0: I think the part that I really appreciated was that it was sort of a smorgasbord of all of our different approaches we had talking about something good we had talking about something bad we had looking at an old animation style one that we're not familiar with we Mm -hmm. had looking at a newer animation style one that we fucking love uh, and we also had like that broad conversation of what what is, what is the purpose to the holiday episode as a institution? And how yeah. do these disparate properties approach it and execute on it and which ones were successful? I think that's what really gives it the, uh, the interest factor for me.
1: Yeah, I, and I think I, I think I, I do have to give it the slight edge for those reasons, you know, whenever we hit on a new topic. and the fact that we could find so many new things to talk about, a holiday episode, in the middle of a range of holiday movies right um, some of it just doesn't occur to you until you
0: watched a bunch of different ones on you know at a a fast clip
1: yeah but i do think the bionicle episode that that is a that that has a lot of charm to it (laughs) it does i'm not gonna deny it yeah okay ben we are in the home stretch here we are. Best episode. Here. Number one best episode. So we're each doing two here? Each doing two. I ben. submit to you. Yep, go ahead.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to start? I don't care. I will start. I submit to you. One of my favorite episodes of the past year was one that's relatively recent.
1: The Critic. Hmm.
0: I, I think that, I mean, I just love talking to Dan Caves. And in, in the same way as Bionicle, it's a person who grew up with it. And now he has to <laughs> talk about why he loved it, and I ended up loving it too. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, like the con- yeah. when the conversation can change your opinion of something so strongly, it's it's really something.
0: And I really like that you bounced off of it harder, so that like we had that very disparate, um, we we had different things to bring to it. Yeah, but it's it's just an example of sub- of a show that is so a single person focused, and I don't feel like we've had a lot of that before. Um, to, to say nothing of like its similarities to Bojack Horseman. Sure. Yeah. I, I was just, um, maybe it was mostly cause like I found the show appealing to me, but uh, I thought that the episode was just really fun to talk and, about. And it's,
1: it's interesting because it is a fairly superficial and, and, you know, not that complex show, but we were able to squeeze a lot of blood from that stone. Like yeah, you said, I immortal mean... joke of a sad man. Uh, an immortal joke of a sad man who's sad, I think is my mm-hmm. <laughs> phrasing. Yeah.
0: So yeah. that's the first one for me.
1: My first pick is on the other end. It's all the way at the beginning. Ben, it is Mike Tyson Mysteries. <laughs> I had that as a possibility uh, too. I don't think it gets more fun than this. It's so, it's so playful. Fun. We communicated the tone and the appeal of the show without glossing over its distasteful flaws, yeah. plus extended Mike Tyson impressions.
0: That is... I can't...
1: You don't know sta- how much that got us through this year. <laughs> the the
0: one... The, the joke that I made at the... Uh, I think the... What, what did I say? It was like... There's no better joke in the episode than the fact that Mike Tyson calls the Marcus of Queenberry Marcus.
1: <laughs> and that he enjoyed going and recording Mike Tyson mysteries. Yeah,
0: that's so good. Like, I, I think that, yeah, just it, it's one of those rare things that happens for us where we are picking something totally at random. It's very rare that we haven't heard much about a thing, either mm. for or against. Generally, things that make it our way are things that we've talked, that we've heard referenced either as, um, as or either as criticism or as favorable. Mm-hmm. Mike Tyson mysteries was just there and then it was gone. I'd never, I've never heard of an impression about it. So it was, <laughs> it's a rare beast where like this is a total gamble, total gamble, and it was still awesome, and it was still <laughs> so fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it's a a diamond in the rough, I guess yeah. is the way to put that. For sure. Yeah. All right, what else? Uh what else? I think that holiday episodes <laughs> might be one of the best episodes that we've well, done. Well, we
1: did that for a bonus episode. Oh, oh,
0: but we okay, so we have to do like ones that aren't uh those yeah, one yeah. second. I need to I need to go look through stuff. That's fine. Yeah. Uh <laughs> the other one I think was really fun to talk about was Yuri on Ice? <laughs> because I was just, I was so incensed at how boring I found the main character. Like, the the, the conversation of, this has been built up to be more than it is, yeah. is something that I don't often feel. We often feel the opposite way of, like, why haven't more people been talking about a Scanner Darkly? Right. It's very rare that someone's talked a lot about something, and I don't feel either great highs and low lows. I just feel like, so fucking what? Yeah. It's just yeah. a gay dude with skates. Like, there's nothing. So yeah,
1: that was. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a take, and it's a take for from a show with a lot of takes that I don't think has gone around a lot. Yeah, I think so. Um, and that one also actually had, had a pretty good intro as well. It had a very good uh, clever idea where we're actually talking about Blades of Glory. Oh,
0: yeah, I uh, we've done that so many times. I don't feel like
1: it's really <laughs> breaking the mold at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, um, you yeah. know. Yeah, Uriana is definitely definitely a good app. Uh, my oh, second JJ. one is uh, Arcane. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's easy to keep the conversation going when there's so much in the show itself, but also with Tim's help, we were able to add a lot of context to the multimedia franchise. Right? Like yeah, we...
0: for, for, with having a League of Legends guy on our on our payroll really paid off. So thanks to Tim from the Professional Casual Network. Go check his stuff out. Yeah, a link thank that you for I your sacrifice.
1: Thank you for your sacrifice of playing League of Legends. We will not it, forget you.
0: I, uh, I, uh, hey, listen, man.
1: <laughs> um, we'll never,
0: we'll never forget you, but we also won't acknowledge that we knew you. Cause there's yeah. like, there's, we don't look, know how if, the history
1: books are going to, going to Yeah, <laughs> I, I I'm kind of like atrocity adjacent at this point. I don't know yeah, about just, that. Just by quantity, if not quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we, we really nailed the themes and conclusions it was laying out, but we kept it light and approachable. Like. It had a good edit, we had a comfortable guest, and we had a g- great Hey Marcus callback. <laughs> Yo,
0: Marcus. <laughs> uh, I Yeah, I love I love that show. I think to the point at which it's unfair mm. to grade that as the top episode, because it was just such an easy putt sure. to make, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm going to choose uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries over Arcane.
1: I think so. Um, And and for yours, I think it's tricky because in both of those, we had the problem of kind of circling around our point a lot. Yeah. Um, I think I would give it to the critic just because of Dan Caves and that uh, recurring Neil deGrasse Tyson takes his shirt off bit. (laughs) Because that wasn't the conversation that the critic should spawn, but it it happened. (laughs) Whereas with Yuri on Ice, all of the you know homoerotic stuff all of the cultural context all of the ice skating talk that all came from the show the critic you know off the wall sky's the limit
0: I agree and I I actually ended up liking the show a lot so I was really happy that Dan brought it to my attention Mm -hmm. um yeah and just like the overarching plot line of this is what New York does to people in the industry (laughs) that's yeah. just always going to play well with me somebody who's mm-hmm. generally very um dismissive of hollywood elite types yeah in, in terms of like them guiding the cultural touchstones like uh, let's see what 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 happened at the oscars oscars i don't fucking care <laughs> i don't i don't give a shit if will smith goes on a slap frenzy <laughs> it, it's just it's not relevant to my life but yeah. uh i got see, a nice
1: bojack contact hi
0: yeah, seeing nice cultural takedowns of that being the pinnacle of of high, of high society um, will always play well with me.
1: For sure. I think yeah. of those two, I am leaning toward Mike Tyson. I, th- I think I am as well. I, I think it's just too it's, good. It's
0: <laughs> such a rare, like, I'll say it again, it's such a rare property that we haven't heard much about, and then we end up both liking a lot, and
1: there's a lot to talk about. There's so much there. There shouldn't yeah, be. <laughs> exactly. It's just pure Uh, incident.
0: Yeah, and and like the show in its. Oh my god, the show in and of itself wasn't even as fun as the conversation we had about it. Like it was funny, but not unceasingly so. Right. But talking about how Scooby Doo it was and how blatantly Scooby Doo it was and like the anti humor of Mike
1: Tyson taking a phone survey. (laughs) There's just so many little wrinkles. And we could even get laughs out of the parts of it we found unpalatable, right? Oh yeah, like Pigeon. Yeah, we were able to turn that around pretty well, and and also have a tasteful re- remembrance of Norm Macdonald. Yeah, uh,
0: again, love his character work, hate his characters. <laughs> They're yeah. bad characters, and they should be. Uh, they should be uh, given a technical foul.
1: Uh, that's a technical foul. That's a technical foul. And I, I think you. it's a uh, telling that um, you know we could spend an hour and a half on an episode, and I still don't know how to recommend Mike Tyson mysteries to people.
0: Do you like? Yeah. you— are you, you high? Usually, is the start yeah, end that's of that the first, conversation? Yeah, that's the first. Yeah, that's the first level. <laughs> that's the that's the first gate to pass. All right, Mike Tyson mysteries gets the top award. But thank you so much to everybody who came on for different episodes. Tim and uh, I guess I shouldn't probably try to do a list because I'm going to forget some of them. But here we there, go. There were a
1: lot, especially early on in the.
0: <laughs> we got we got Tim. We got an Ian. We got uh, Alex, Superfan Alex, jumping on. We had uh, Dane Caverns, of course, Dan Caves. We had not merely the Nick Robes, but also Brie coming on for different episodes. Uh, as well as... Um, Josh. Yosh. We had Yosh. We had uh, Phil for a uh, Doctor Who
1: episode early on. In-
0: indeed we did, the Doctor Who Doctor Who episode. I forgot. I forgot that you guys did a second one of those. I already said it. It kind of
1: blurs when we do five in a row at the beginning of the year.
0: (laughs) A a little bit. Uh, And uh, Zane, may I just thank you for Uh. supporting me in that time? Because like I uh, audience, I didn't have it in me at the beginning of the year. Things have been going on. And uh, I know I tried to sneak it in being like, nope, I'm just back now. No explanation necessary. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I, I I'm happy to be like uh, front and center about what I was going through, but rest assured, it was some mental stuff that uh, I needed some distance for. And uh, Zane, I thank you deeply from the bottom of my heart for keeping the keeping the gears running, keeping yeah. my seat warm while I figured that shit out, and I could come back to it when I was ready. So I was glad thank to, you. and
1: you are lucky that that overlapped with a period in my life when I was unemployed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I always thank my lucky stars when you're unemployed. Um, and speaking of, like, uh, I might not be as uh, uh, fully committed and available um, soon due to what I'm going to just call life circumstances and leave it at that. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, but um, I I want to try to keep the cast going at least to the 10-year anniversary. That is a goal I am setting. I will do my best to keep it. Um, I will do my best to support you in that. <clears throat> in that time... I think we're probably going to start leaning more on shows that we always knew we'd get to but didn't necessarily want to do right away, but now if I'm saying, you know, 10 years is a good good benchmark, I think we got to get them in under the wire. So listener, if there are shows or movies or concepts or or unshelled or whatever you want us to do or guests to have on or what have you, let us know and we will get them done as soon as as, you know, as soon as we can and try and get them before this uh train runs off the rails.
0: Absolutely. Um yeah, and like I think that that would be a graceful exit for us. 10 years seems like a good one for me. Um we I will not stop podcasting, so we'll we'll have to discuss how we want to do this going forward. I'm not going to stop chatting with you about bullshit. It just yeah. might be less organized bullshit. Yeah, and um, it might, you know, it yeah. might
1: be more of, you know, just we talk about a th- the thing that we watched recently, right? So it might yeah. be, might lean toward more of the Netflix stuff or the recent stuff or the good stuff. But I, I still like doing this and I don't see that ever changing. It just might change forms in some way.
0: Yeah. But for the next couple of years, we're going to try to keep on the schedule that we have been every other week or so. And uh, if you have any shows such as like, a, if you have the equivalent of my Jackie Chan adventures that you just have to hear mm, yeah. us talk about... <laughs> Um, again, try to pick stuff that isn't just a home run, try to pick stuff that's kind of old, try to pick stuff that's interesting to talk about in a way we haven't yet. Mm -hmm. Within those guidelines, shoot us whatever you want, let us know. Uh, we appreciate the hell out of anyone who listens to this. I still can't believe that we have been able to garner not, uh, not merely listeners, but a super fan that, uh, you know, actually sends stuff in and so um, fans and
1: and we've met a lot of really cool we've people we've met so this. many cool people yeah
0: uh yeah and i you know i've started working more heavily with the professional casual network for some D&D podcasts so like really good stuff it's definitely it's definitely been an important part of my covid experience having this to lean on so like if you're out there and you're like uh, heaven forbid you turn to this podcast as a parasocial relationship that you depended on for COVID, you're not the only one. (laughs) I did it too. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's perfectly fine. Like, I I gain a lot of joy out of doing this, and I hope you do
1: too. Yeah. And Ben, if if our listeners are people, um, what can they do to show that? If you if, first of all, if our listeners are people,
0: one, you're not eligible for the category most interesting non people in next year's Cartonia Awards. But mm-hmm. secondarily, the things that you can do are as follows: one, give yourself a pat on the back, you uh, you 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 space cowboy for listening to the end of the episode, because I think it's been going on for somewhere between five and seven hours. Uh, <laughs> it's very second, hot. Second <laughs> second sec, secondarily, uh, uh. How you doing, man? They can write in. Just the, just uh just vibing. Just you know checking, all the same stuff. They checking can figure in how it you out. are. Um, uh third <laughs> of all, yeah, you can go to cartoncast.com. Nope. You can go to fancybat.com slash cartoncast in order to leave us a message. You can go to Apple Podcasts, uh, and leave us a rating or review. It really helps us out and validates our existence. Uh, For the next two
1: years, after which we will uh, cease to exist. We'll have to find an alternative source of joy and whimsy.
0: Yeah, so if, if, hey man, if you're holding, just, you know, let us, give us the hookups. Just give us the hookup. And
1: we also have to tell people... And more than anything else, tell your friends about the show. Zane, what are we doing next? Next, we are checking out Storybots. It is, I don't even remember. It's been a while since I first saw this, but we're checking out. Yeah,
0: yeah, I've I've heard about Storybots, and I'm I'm eager to take a look, crack a listen at.
1: And Ben, how about after that? I think we were discussing some kind of anime movie. Were we? I forgot. Yeah, yeah, we were discussing because it's a movie, and we haven't done an anime one in a while. I think we were sure. looking at either Origin: Spirits of the Past, or like maybe like a Paprika, or a, what were the other ones? Blue Ocean, Akira. You know, some, some of the probably not Akira.
0: No, okay. I guess it I probably mean, has been done to death.
1: Probably. I mean, Chrissy actually mentioned she'd be interested to see us like read akira and then watch akira and compare i'd be it interested in that even watching akira is take gonna take so long <laughs> it's
0: I, I i'd be down for that but yeah let's um
1: we could do an anime movie if you want to do akira that that fits into yeah. our idea of like a thing that we should probably talk about
0: yeah i i kind of do want to do akira if you okay. don't mind me me putting that in no, uh I don't mind. it's it it's so culturally relevant but it was also one of those flash in the pan Moments where, like, a bunch of college kids who were not formally aware of Japan became <laughs> aware of Japan. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a Dragon Ball Z sort of effect before the Dragon Ball Z effect. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I want to take a look at that. I know that there's a lot of um, weird imagery to it, and I'm eager to see which elements of Akira hold up over time, and which ones look like a quaint reminder of when we when we thought anime was weird and special and not merely different animation cuz i think there's going to be a lot there
1: have you seen akira uh it, once at a party while drinking so not for a while it's that's an experience it's it's a movie that if i'm being honest i think has too much like there's too much going on it means too many things and it's too visually cluttered i know that that's the point cuz it's mm-hmm. like a masterpiece and and work of well, craft let's, but we, it's we, just like, oh do you boy, want us, that's an experience. <laughs> do you want us to skip it? No, no. I think it's uh, I, I a think endeavor. I'm just, let's oh, boy, just if you go think into I can it, give my full attention to this no, movie no, twice. No, no, <laughs> Let's go into
0: it with the mindset that we will gloss over a lot and pick our battles wisely. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, and hopefully good, find a,
1: a new take. It'll be a good opportunity
0: for us to stretch, you know? I, I think, think so. L- let's, let's, let's make sure that we still got our, our game faces
1: on. I'm 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 facing it. I'm you're going ghost.
0: It. You're going face. Uh, yeah, and, and we'll see y'all next time. Um, unless you're canceled, unless unless you've committed a technical foul,
1: <laughs> or oh, possibly a, a homicide.
0: <laughs>